Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Quad City sports fans of all ages, ESPN 93.5 and Town Square Media is proud to present to you the best Quad City sports talk radio show in the world with the face who runs the place, T-Roy, the OG on the marquee, Jaybird, and the cat who runs the chat with the stats, Statman Surge. We are Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. We're not a Quad City Sports Talk Radio Show. We're not the Quad City Sports Talk Radio Show. We are your Quad City Sports Talk Radio Show. Welcome to the conversation, Quad Cities. But first, the Don. We are back. It's Thursday here at the Hassle Palace, brought to you by Dunright Satellite and Dish. Just don't have social local here on ESPN 93.5. Got the stat cat, got lower the board, got the tech and effects, and that wrecks it. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. You almost got it there. Uh, I like the, the, the text and effects. Well, anyway, it's Thursday. We got a lot of stuff going on. We have a ton of guests today. We're going to call in with Rosso. We're going to have a call in and a debate. We got Van Severn in. We're going to debate if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Yep. Uh, that'll be coming up towards the end of the show. Any other guests? We've got Matt Koss in studio. Matt Koss will be in studio to talk we'll about talk. the shootout and yep, other things shootout. going on. Um, no, uh, <clears throat> Jeff uh, came on. Jeff is a, a Quad City native, lives out in Portland now. He came on after Creed and talked a little bit. He's, yeah, movie critic. He's our resident movie critic, calls in, but uh, he's he's on the on the side that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, and he has a podcast and yeah. does all his stuff uh, on Yeah, movie so. BS with yep. Bayer and... Uh, Forget the Smith. And then uh, Van Severin, he's on the side that it is a Christmas movie. And oddly enough, the Goldbergs last night uh, had this as pretty much their the center of their We basically have our finger on the pulse of America. Today. Don't we, though? I, I mean, mean, I mean that's just it, what it boils down to. I mean, I know. America rolls over from a hard night's sleep and wakes up. We got a finger right there. The Hasslers are streaking, so Van Severin's going to have to pick a uh, streak for there. Like we said, Rosso was not going to be in studio, so, so Hasslers are going. For I don't five. know. If he, Is that right, Sergi? Yeah. I don't know if Rosso's got to buy or sell for us on the road, but he's going to be going on his way up to Iowa City for the Fran uh, McCaffrey presser. Um, there's uh, other things going on. Winter meetings are still going on. Nothing too exciting. Bryce Harper has not been signed yet, guys. Bryce Harper has not been signed, but Jay Happ agreed to a two-year, $34 million contract with the Yankees. Charlie Morton agreed to a two-year, $30 million contract. Little uh, tidbit. Anderson. Little tidbit that was uh, tweeted out by Buster Olney. Charlie Morton drafted in 2002. <clears throat> has only made total $40 million in his career. Just signed a two-year deal for $30 million. Only 40 huh? Only 40 Wow. Only, yeah. Well, only yeah. yeah. Sucks to be him, huh, Serge? New York Mets and relief pitcher Jerry's Familia agreed to a three-year $30 million contract. The Rangers and Lance Lynn, another three-year $30 million. Dodgers and Joe Kelly, three-year $25 million. And the Angels and Justin Bower have agreed to one-year $2.5 million. So uh, they up this uh, for as far as, like, Cubs – Harper, Dodgers, and whatnot, they, there has to be some, some moves made before that can even happen for them to sign him because of the luxury tax and whatnot. So we're waiting to see. The other two things in news, uh, the news, we can spend some time on it, though. One, Michael Jordan. Two, this morning, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. What about Michael Jordan? He 
popped the kid in the back of the head for being a bonehead. Oh, they were laughing. They were both laughing. Jordan and I know. I, I, right. I think they're making a big deal. Oh, of they're it. way the, too the, big of a deal. The, the ding-dongs are out there saying, what if this was a white owner? Dude, first of all, oh my quit gosh. taking things out of context. Oh, my gosh. All right, yeah, what, let, let him what, have some fun. What, what if my aunt had a, you know what, she'd be my uncle, right? <laughs> that, that you can't. I mean, it doesn't work, Jay. It, it doesn't. Michael Jordan can get away with that because he's Michael frickin' Jordan. Right. Yeah. He's involved. He's sitting at the end of the bench. He's not sitting up in an owner's box looking down on these guys. He's sitting at the end of the bench with them. Yeah. Kid, made not, a bone, kid did a bonehead thing. He's not crusty white guy from right. the Clippers who makes racist comments either. Right. It's Michael frickin' Jordan. Right. So knock it off. That's just I completely agree The stupidest you. thing, the stupidest argument. Why are we arguing about it? Everybody should say, that's pretty funny. Jordan gave him a little. That, it, 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 actually, he, when, I, when I saw that. He didn't even hit him hard either. Oh, Come no. When Lord. I saw that earlier this morning, I actually thought to myself, wow, they are just really reaching here. Just really reaching for any kind of. He acted like he was Bobby Knight for God's sakes. <laughs> you know, I'm like, just, just. It, it must just be there's nothing to talk about. So we, oh look at this. No, oh, that's changed in the past uh, three hours. Oh, what now, Stephen A? But we'll get to that. Oh, what, what does that Muppet have to say? <laughs> Him and Tyrone. It's what Lou. he said, and he didn't know what he was talking about. The, the thing is this. All right, nothing to Kane and nothing to Jalen. Michael Jordan, right? And he's 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 played the game. He's different than the uh, other owners. <laughs> he did he did bop on the back of the head twice. You know, one times one. So it, so because he's is because he's played the game and he's on the sidelines. He's down there with them. A little bit different than a guy, owner comes out of a box. We also don't know the relationship that he has with that player. They looked like they were friends down there. What if what if Jerry Jones has a relationship with uh, who's the the rookie? What if he has a relationship with any player and he comes down and he grabs him by the face mask? Okay. To tell grab, him that's a dumb foul. Grabbing him by the face mask is completely different than what Jordan did. Jordan. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find what Jordan did nearly as violent as grabbing a guy by the face mask. No, they were both laughing. It was a friendly little. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean. No, come on. No, I, it, I, you're not going to get me to say it was wrong. I, I don't. And, and yeah. I just, I think it's just. Uh, I don't consider it wrong. I, I, reckless speculation, Jay. I'm not reckless speculating. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I didn't even think anything of it, to be quite honest with I, you. Neither did I. Um, I didn't, I did not think a thing. It wasn't until I watched it the second time, I'm like, he, he hit him twice. I mean, he knocked him, he bopped him twice. The first time, come on, man. Come on, ding dong, you know better than that. Yeah, Second know. time, that's a scolding. That's assault, yeah. brother. Not when they're both smiling. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I tell you what. Him. Yeah, he could. You're not gonna. You're not gonna fire back yeah. at Jordan anyway. No, I've been hit hard in the back of my head by my mother. Yeah, I know. I'd look at Jordan. I'd go, do it again. Yeah, <laughs> do it again. Come on. All right. Well, the Thursday night football preview game is going on today, and this is a matter of uh, Stephen A. Smith. Do you guys remember the movie Reality Bites at all? Yeah, wasn't that the one with uh, Janine Garofalo? Yeah, and, uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah, Ben Stiller plays the dude that's trying to date Winona Ryder, yeah. and, and the other dude's all jealous. Well, in the movie, Winona Ryder does uh, the write-up for the, like a it's like a daytime talk show, coffee time, whatever else. And, yeah, it's and the is guy she who plays, like really whiny the whole movie, and you just really want to like throw puke at her. Yes, but okay, that's yeah, not what I'm getting at. About. The dad from Frasier plays like coffee talk with whatever else, and she changes his note cards. And this is a classic case of John uh, Mahoney. Yeah, there you go. This is a classic case of whoever is doing the writing, I think, is, is messing with Stephen A. Smith because he made a, like multiple, multiple errors on first take this morning. 
uh, doing his Thursday night preview. And he, to honestly, in Stephen A's defense, he is always multitasking, and he is constantly working. We may give him a hard time because he yells, whatever else, but he is sometimes doing – he's, he's on get up, he's on first take, he does afternoon the jump, and then he does a game. I mean, he's constantly moving. He's got to have people help him out. But they're doing the Thursday night breakdown, and this is about as bad as it gets. Uh, this is – we'll just do the – Did he go Ron Burgundy on us? Uh, it's just the, the names that he's dropping, it, it's not there. This is, I'll just read the thing from uh, SI.com. Stephen A. Smith t- tried breaking down tonight's Chargers-Chiefs game on first take today, but ended up embarrassing himself by saying he was looking forward to watching Chargers tight end Hunter Henry because of how he's played this year and how effective he's been. Yes, He hasn't sa- played all year. He's been injured. Yes, the same Hunter Henry who tore his ACL in May and hasn't played the season. Wait, there's more. This is from Jimmy Traina from SI.com. Smith said he was looking forward to Henry's matchup against the Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson. Yes, the same Derek Johnson who the Chiefs let go in March and is currently a free agent. And all this came after Smith said he was going to keep an eye on Chiefs running back Spencer Ware tonight. Ware is listed as doubtful with shoulder and hamstring injuries. That's, that's multiple. It's one thing with Hunter Henry. Like that's almost got to be someone messing with him. Like a, a writer, intern, somebody just messing with his, his cue cards. Well, yeah, that's totally is. Because, I mean, one, I can see. I mean, we make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. All right, whatever. I wouldn't have known anything about the linebacker, and I probably, if I don't have Spencer Ware on my fantasy, I wouldn't have known, but I did know about Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just think there's got to be something more to it. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Stephen A is very busy, and he can he can make mistakes. I just think maybe someone was uh, someone was messing with him. That's all. Maybe he made somebody mad, Jay. Maybe he did. Maybe he offended somebody, yeah. And they, the maybe person who writes the card. Maybe he slapped someone in the back of the head. <laughs> maybe he we did. We just don't know about it yet. Maybe he did. All right, so Hasslers are streaking. Uh, thanks to everybody listening on ESPN 93.5. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, like ESPN 93.5 on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at QC Hassel. Same thing on Instagram, QC underscore Hassel. You can listen to us on your app. Download your app at your app store, your Google store. That's uh, KJock. It's ESPN 93.5 KJOC, and uh, you can also listen to us on your computer. We're going to come back from a quick break, and then uh, we're going to call in and talk to Rosso. All right, Quad City, stop going to your social media sites, asking everybody where you're going to get your oil change, who's going to put your tattoo on you, or where you're going to eat lunch. All you need to do is grab your Locals Love Us guide. It has an easy-to-navigate table of contents and help you find what you're looking for. Or you can go to localsloveus.com, click on Quad Cities, and then browse your favorites. It's easy to use and even rank the most popular places for you. Currently, they're right now having the middle of their 25 days of giving there at Locals Love Us. So all you do is go to their website at Facebook. I'm sorry. Go to the Facebook page and uh, register in to win prizes valued up to $200. That's Locals Love Us, your guide to the best. <laughs> and go. And you want me to read another one? <clears throat> no. No? Okay. Hey, this is Goose, PA announcer for the Quad City Storm, and you're listening to Don't Hassle Us, We're Local on ESPN 93.5. Do it again, a little more heart. F*** you. <laughs> with McGrath. 
It's Countdown 2018 at the McGrath Used Car Superstore of Davenport. On the phone, Gavin McGrath. And if you need to get ready for winter driving, get more all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive vehicles with McGrath. Over 600 SUVs available at McGrathAuto.com. Year-end selection, year-end savings. We have SUVs starting at $89.88. Shop Iowa's best used truck selection, including McGrath certified 4x4 pickups, F-150s, Rams, Sierras, Silverados from $10.99. With Budget Boulevard vehicles starting at $49.88, this is the sale where no reasonable offer is refused. And get more credit help. Bad credit, good credit, our number one credit team works hard to get you approved. Get ready for winter. SUVs from $89.88, Silverados from $10.988. The 2018 countdown is on at the McGrath Used Car Superstore of Davenport, 4518 North Brady Street in beautiful Davenport. Year-end savings online, McGrathAuto.com. Looking for a newer used bow? R&R Sports in Bettendorf has the most bows and crossbows in the Quad Cities. They've got the new 2019 bows from Matthews, Hoyt, Bowtech, and PSE. And for crossbows, Raven, Parker, and PSE. Now you can try it out on their indoor archery range before you even buy it. R&R offers junior archery supplies and muzzle loading too. They've got guns from Benelli, Stoger, Franchi, Springfield, Ruger, and Remington. Plus you can see R&R Sports in Bettendorf for deer processing. Visit them on at rnrsportsinc.com. ESPN 93.5 wants you to be an insider. Access great contests and giveaways and be in the know at ESPN 93.5.com. Brought to you by Necker's Jewelers, where the Quad Cities gets engaged. And ESPN Quad Cities. From local to global, ESPN 93.5 has you covered with your Quad Cities sports talk show. It's Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Talk sports with your favorite foursome, T-Roy. Jaber, Surge, and you. Weekdays from noon to 2 on ESPN 93.5. Get bent this holiday season with Bent River Brewing Company in Moline and Rock Island. Enjoy some of your favorite brews like Jingle Java and Haze for the Holidays IPA. Plus, pick up some new Bent River merchandise for that hard-to-shop-for craft beer fan this Christmas. Enjoy the best craft beer in the Midwest like the one and only Uncommon Stout. Book your holiday gathering today or have them cater your next event. Get Bent this holiday season at Bent River Brewing Company, Moline, and Rock Island. The winter sports teams at Augustana College are spending the week on the road. The wrestling squad visits Cornell Friday night. Men's and women's basketball travel to Millican for a Saturday doubleheader. But there is some exciting basketball action at the Carver Center this weekend. Saturday all day, it's the Genesis Iowa-Illinois Boys High School shootout at the climate-controlled Carver Center. Games tip off at 10 in the morning, and it's just five bucks for seven high school boys basketball games. It's Iowa versus Illinois. For more information, visit Augustana.edu. Augustana College, a family-friendly front-row seat to big-time small college sports. Now, back to Don't Hassle Us. We are local on ESPN 93.5. Welcome back to the Hassle Palace, brought to you by Dunright Satellite and Dish. This is Don't Hassle, so local here on ESPN 93.5. I want to remind everybody tonight, live music at Harrington's Pub. At 8 o'clock, we'll have Jordan Danielson playing for you, 8 to 11. That's Harrington's Pub, 2321 Cumberland Square Drive in Bettendorf. NFL announced that the draft is going to be in 2020 in Vegas. Perfect. Does that pique your interest? Yes. Isn't that the best? Think about this, guys. 
Now, they held the draft for however many years straight in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time we had to hear either moron Philly fan or moron New York fan booing every pick because it was so close to their homes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they bounced around it with it, uh, Chicago a couple years ago, I believe. They did. And then I think they did Dallas last year. Um, I, w- I would like to see them continue yeah. to bounce it around. What's up, Dallas? Yeah, I know. Who we did can't that? hear you all the way in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, that moron. That kicker. We're yeah. the Super Bowl champions. David Akers? Huh? Yeah. 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 What's up, Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't win a ring, though, so. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I like it. It, it. I've never. They should do it in Atlanta. They should do it in uh, uh, Phoenix. They should bounce it out to L.A. They should move it around all the time. The, the Vegas is perfect. I think Vegas is perfect, too. I think it would be a much better spot. Obviously, they're equipped to have plenty of people come visit. And who wouldn't want to go out to Vegas and hang out for a few days? You yeah. know what I mean? Especially yeah, that's why I'm, I that mean, time of year. We're getting to that point where... Um, Beginning of the spring, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, but, I mean, we're getting to the point where gambling's getting into our vernacular. We know that it, sports books are opening up, which, by the way, New Jersey had it. Uh, is just having a good time with gambling. They're making money uh, in sports betting. So I, I think it's a great fit. It's uh, one of those, do you think this would could be a weekend destination, kind of like March Madness? Do you think, or do you think this You're would saying, be, like, do you think this would be, uh, instead of, uh, if you can't make March Madness, this is, uh, this is you know, a jace to it. Like, uh we, I can't make up March Madness, but if you guys want to go, well, you for go the draft, there, you go out there for the draft. You place bets on over under and your team's wins, like that. All those bets go down that that time of year mm-hmm. or increase. I I would do it. I don't know. I mean, if you know your team's going to be drafting in the top ten, does that excite? I mean, that's got to excite you more than. I mean, granted, twenty fourth, right, right. I mean, you hope your team is actually drafting twenty or higher, but right. you know what I'm saying. Yep, I mean, yeah. it, at the same time. I don't know. I think it's pretty neat. It's, go, going to the the draft was never anything on a, my sports bucket list, but now it might have changed. I so, would, and I would never go to the draft and like wear my team's jersey. You wouldn't boo Liar. your team. You wouldn't boo your team. Like, <laughs> no, oh no, I wouldn't go. No. You got an old Emmett Smith jersey, just ready and waiting for draft day. Yeah, that thing's too tight now. So. <laughs> <laughs> that thing, that thing fit ninety two, brother. <laughs> no, I think I'm twice I, the man I used to be. This is I had one too. It's okay. Yeah. Not half the man I used to be. I'm twice the man I used to be. The Thursday night football game tonight. This is the, this is an interesting one. Chargers Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, I'm really excited about that Hunter Henry matchup. Yeah. Well, San Diego's pretty tough. This is actually going to be an interesting game. I mean, because of who's not going to play. All right, obviously, Melvin Gordon's not going to play. That Stephen A's not going to play. Stephen A's not probably won't even be invited now because he doesn't know who's <laughs> on the field. But. Uh, Obviously, Kareem Hunt being out. He's going to be in San Diego waiting for a game. Yeah. <laughs> he could be. Maybe he doesn't know where it's at. <laughs> I mean, Kareem Hunt is out. Obviously, Spencer Ware being out. I believe the backup is Williams, but I'm not going to try to go Stephen A. Get totally wrong. So you're running You're running your third string running back here for, for uh, the Chiefs, which maybe doesn't matter as much. Tyreek Hill is playing. Still a little banged up. You don't know if you're 100% there. Um, Melvin Gordon, like I mentioned, is going to be out for San Diego. But they've been playing pretty well as of late. Won a tough game on the road in in uh, uh, Pittsburgh. This this could be a good match. Like I said, this is 
this is technically, I, I would say, for either team that if they want to either maintain home field advantage or gain home field advantage, I think this is a must win for both teams. So, is it a must win? I think it is. They're going to leave it all out on the field. They should. It's going to be one of the trenches for for that. It's a must win if you want to maintain or gain home field advantage. Other than that, both these teams are locked for the playoffs. So it's right. not like it's not like these teams need this. Either of these teams need this victory to make the playoffs. They're fine, but with a loss, uh, the Chiefs then drop out of home field advantage. Chargers go right into it. Okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and for the Chargers, they're, they're, they, they're definitely playing for something. Yeah, they're playing yes. to fill yeah. up that twenty-three thousand MLS uh, stadium they play in. Wow. I mean, that's come on. Of course, hey, go Bolts, right? Bolt Nation. You know my predictions. I would. I, hey, hey, the only thing I want my predictions to go wrong is if the Cowboys make it instead of the, what I predicted. My prediction makes wearing it, the Powder Bolts uniforms. We got to start getting a tally. Uh, yeah. we, we, we need a tally for every time T. Ray mentions the Cowboys and how his arms out always go out like this. Yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. my Cowboys. Yeah. I just want to hug him, Serge. <laughs> I just want to hug him. How much do you I'm love, calling, the, how much you love the Cowboys, T. Ray? This much. <laughs> this as much as I love you, too. I want to well, hug him. I'm calling Rosso. You're calling uh, Rosso right now? Yeah. I see a Fancy. spy out in the hallway. So, what's going on? Hey, Rosso. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Good. Doing well. Are you listening to us while you drive? I was, and I turned it down because I know from uh, previous experiences there's a little bit of feedback. You are a pro's you pro. There's no doubt you about it. You can hear me talk, so we'll do it straight straight in the pipeline here through uh, the Verizon cell phone. <laughs> a little awesome. plus for Verizon. Uh, so you're on your way to Iowa City. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Fran McCaffrey and some of the men's basketball uh, talking to us after they got done with finals and obviously getting ready for the uh, the final rodeo over at the well in Des Moines, the Ivy Classic. Last year, this is all going to be going down. What do you guys think? I mean, I, you know, I'm not a native Iowan. I always thought it was cool if they rotated that they played, kind of like they do in Indiana. But it's all going by the wayside. Uh, I think what Kager kind of said yesterday. It was just the way when they changed the scheduling uh, requirements in the Big Ten. Uh, it was just bound to happen. So, you know, I, I never really got too excited about seeing him play Drake, and the only time it was exciting to see him play UNI is when UNI was good. And if they lose to UNI, obviously it, it, it doesn't benefit Iowa at all. But, you know, in-state in rivalries are always fun, and, and it is fun for the other teams. So, I don't know. Not disappointed, just I understand it's a business, I guess. I'm a little surprised uh, UNI's drop-off the past couple of years. You know, I thought actually right. Jacobson was kind of an up-and-coming coach when they had, you know, the, the run where they beat Kansas back in the – round of 32 and then they had a couple other tournament teams i thought he might be one of those guys to kind of be a hot coaching name but man the last two three years they haven't really done much at all yeah it was almost like that uh lack of being able to inbound a pass uh ruined his recruiting or something it was just so weird Uh, like (laughs) yeah i I thought the same thing i thought man you and i is going to be a power and you know and we've seen that happen with some of these quote-unquote you know smaller division one schools start to grow i mean I mean, just think back to the first time that Gonzaga made their run. You know, everybody was like, oh, that's yeah. just a fluke. And then, and then it turns out now they're a perennial powerhouse. So um, it, it's interesting, yeah. And I kind of felt like when, you know, Wichita State left that conference, you know, there was, there was kind of a power vacuum. Like, who was going to slide in? Well, obviously Loyola last year, kind of out of nowhere, I would argue, you know, kind of dominated that. Well, they but had then, God on their know, side, though, Rosso. Come on now. 
sister Jean, at yeah. least, right? Yeah, yeah. She taught my wife's aunt. That's pretty cool. <laughs> no, no lie. <laughs> so, Rosso, do you have to head up to Des Moines on Saturday? Uh, you know, we're throwing that around. I'm um, not sure if our sister station in Des Moines is going to end up covering that instead of myself. Um, working a lot on our bowl special. We're doing a Outback Bowl special here, CBD, on when it's going to run on uh, Channel 4. But doing that, so I'm working on stories. That's why I'm coming a little early, actually, to film a couple of uh, stand-ups around stories I'm working on. But that should be real cool. I'm really excited about that. We did one last year for the Pinstripe Bowl. Um, got good feedback on that, so we're... We're doing it again this year ahead of uh, ahead of the old Outback Bowl in Tampa. So if you don't go over there, uh, any chance you're going to be covering any uh, local games here, any of the uh, high school matchups? Uh, you know, I think Dan and Jay are handling that. I might actually swing by. You know, I know Carton and uh, Price are kind of the, the title fight, if you will, the heavy hitters at 7, 7.30, whatever it is. But, man, that, that North Scott-Moline game, I've seen both those teams play now this year. That could be the game. That could be the matchup of in the undercard there, the game before the Rock Island Bendorf game. So I might swing over there. I do have to uh, fill in for Vasco Sunday on our uh, anchor and doing some sports show work for an early Christmas. So we'll see what my schedule allows. But one way or the other, I'll be definitely be checking out some basketball. I just don't know where or when. Yeah, I'm excited for the uh, North Scott-Bendorf matchup on uh, Friday night, right, Jay? Yes, that'll be Friday night. And then uh, they moved. Go on. That's kind of the. I'm not going to say like it's going to set them back, but the back, you know, and then he's going to turn around and play a tough team across the river the next day. It'll be interesting to see those guys' legs. I mean, I know the Big Six will have games on Friday as well, but just kind of a, you know, the two, probably the two favorites in the in the MAC right now squaring off on, on Friday, then quick turnaround on Saturday. Well, the yeah, Davenport, they're young; they'll be able to handle it. The Davenport West Pleasant Valley game got moved to tonight. Because Davenport West plays at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Got yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it got flexed. Yeah, <laughs> got flexed to the Thursday night premiere matchup for the MAC. Uh, so, what are you uh, looking for when, when you go to the presser today? What are you looking for out of Fran? Um, you know, I kind of want to actually uh, kind of dig in or pick in to see a if the Iowa guys, you know, like a guy like Bear who's played in it every year, or if, you know, Bohannon, or even Joe Wieskamp is kind of disappointed that it's that they're not going to play. You know the Drake and the U and I. Now I know they can schedule them on a home court or on a on a road game, but I don't think that's going to happen in the near future. You know, so like some of those Iowa guys, I'm sure Wieskamp knows the Green kid from Cedar Falls that's over at U and I. Like I'm sure they got to know each other pretty well from mm-hmm. from the AAU circuit and just stuff like that. Like are there kind of you know the secondary rivalries to Iowa State that maybe some of these in-state kids actually would like them on the schedule and even would maybe welcome playing in Cedar Falls or playing in Des Moines if they had to play a road game, you know. Two out of three years they play in Iowa City, maybe one year then they swing over to, to Des Moines or to Cedar Falls. You know, I, I don't know if that's doable. I don't know, obviously, how the money works with that not being, uh, you know, necessarily a, a power conference. But I, I think it's an interesting question. And so we'll, we'll get that, maybe get some, uh, obviously, updates on Weedcamp's ankle, Pemsel, how he responded to, his first game action of the season. But, man, we, I guess I haven't talked yet since then. How about that at Carver last Thursday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was exciting. Yeah, it was – uh, I, uh, I think the, that type of stuff in rivalries, nothing got over the top. You know, nobody – Yeah, cooler heads prevailed. Like was going to come to blows. Exactly. But it was it was spirited, and I think two good teams fighting it out, I I didn't see any problem with it. No, we ended up having – we actually had Cakert on the following day, and he yeah. was there, so we kind of had someone – you know that have been there at the at the game to kind of give us a rundown on it. So 
You know, I got a question too about that. Like when you're driving over there, you know, and if like you see Kaker and you guys are going to like for the same press parking spot, you cut him off like the best you can. Well, I mean, I I don't know how much has been documented, but the parking over there is kind of a nightmare during the day because, for instance, at the football complex, there's probably 30 spots. You know, and half the time players are taking them up. Um, oh yeah. So, but you and we obviously have to pay, and then Carver, depending on what's going on, who's practicing, that could get dicey too because there's not a ton of spots of metered parking. So, um, it gets a little heated, but <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, all those guys, man. If I was you, I'd cut him. I'd cut Randazzo. I cut them all off. It was me. I'm just saying. Oh, Randazzo, absolutely. I'd give him a little nudge, a little love, (laughs) fender to the bumper. Uh, So last week we we talked about when we were doing our buy or sell. We talked about uh, the playoffs, the college football. Not to get off the Iowa subject, we'll get back to it. But I just want to talk to you about the 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 article in the Athletic that basically said that the committee could just as, as early as 2020 go to 18 playoff. What did you think? What do you think about the, the idea of that? I mean, I say the sooner the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if they can somehow work this TV deal and the bowl contract where these certain bowls are locked into certain championships and semifinals, if they can somehow work that sooner than later, I think that'd be good for everybody. My caveat to the proposal that I saw at least, and I don't know if it's the same article we're talking, I don't think the group of five – Teams should be guaranteed a spot. I mean, you're seeing the Power Five winners. I I like you know UCF for instance. Last two years, yeah, they're undefeated. Absolutely, bring them in. But like, let's say UCF loses to Memphis in that championship game a couple weeks ago. You're going to tell me that two-loss Fresno should be in the playoff over uh, two-loss Georgia or you know? No, absolutely not. Three-loss, three-loss LSU. Like, I don't think there should be a guarantee on the Group of Five team. I just think the committee should try and rank them and say, hey, like, okay, these two years UCF, absolutely. They'd be in seven, eight seed, whatever you want to put them, no questions asked. But, you know, if it's a year where it's a two-loss, I mean, Northern Illinois got in a few years back, I think, with one loss. Like, are they – do they warrant a a spot at the seven or eight over a a two-loss Big Ten or a three-loss SEC? I I don't think so. So you're basically saying if you're going to expand to eight, great, but keep the same kind of – time or – Middle frame up or whatever you're saying. Uh, um, uh, as you as you select your four, use the same type of, of template for the selecting of eight. It, it has to make exactly. sense, and they have to be, you know, whatever anybody says, whether they pass the eye test or not, or who are they playing, strength of schedule, things like that. That still needs to be heavily accounted for. Yeah, and I say five. I think you go five conference champions. <laughs> Obviously, the the Pac-12, Big Twelve, ACC, SEC, Big Ten. That's an obvious. So you got those conference champions plus three at large. And I think the at-large team, you know, a group of five at-large teams should be evaluated just the way the rest of the at-large teams are. And this year it would have been, uh, what, Notre Dame, Georgia, and UCF filling those last three spots, right? Yeah. Do you think that keeps Notre Dame wanting to stay as a independent? Do you think that makes them want to join a conference? Well, I think they'd want to stay because any time they get one loss or zero losses, I mean, they've Regardless of what you want to say, Notre Dame's a big name, a big draw, and I think, you know, push came to shove and you're going Notre Dame or Boise State, I think you'd take Notre Dame regardless, right? I mean, equal resume, you'd take the name, and I think Notre Dame yeah. benefits because, you know, like we saw this year, they scheduled well. It's not like they didn't put some good teams on there, but the good teams that they thought were going to be good, USC, Stanford, you know, some of those yeah. teams. 
Hey, so it didn't help them to have that schedule. Going back to kind of what I was telling you earlier about uh, protecting your parking spaces, you know, this yeah. gets a little deeper than that. You realize uh, you're facing Kakert in the playoffs in the QC Hassel Fantasy League, right? No, I didn't know, but how yeah. about the, I guess it would be the quarterfinals. Yeah, quarterfinals yeah. were. I mean, I was sweating buckets. The Vikes defense would let me down, but they didn't. Yeah, you yeah, pulled it out, man. You you right now are the, the odds-on favorite to win it all. We got Serge making a comeback from first to last. He's Ricky Bobby in it. Last to first. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, yeah, he's so – Taker uh, and me in the other semifinals, who? And then it's uh, Serge and Govia. Yeah. Wow, okay. Mm, yeah. Hey, you're out. You got upset. I did. I did. By Serge. Wow. And Randazzle, too. He had a good team. Wow. And I think we were the top two scoring teams, too, in, in the quarterfinals, which – you know, hurts a little, but all right, it happens. You guys should have done your homework. Yeah. Yeah, dang it. I, I knew it was coming. How is that fantasy basketball team of yours going, Serge? Uh, I can't even log into my app. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, did I hear, I was coming into the station, did I hear right that the Lakers are only one game out of the top spot in the West? Switching uh, gears completely, sorry. No, it's okay. That NBA. It's about the way it goes. Uh, the Lakers, they are one game back. Denver is in, in the West. Denver is eighteen and nine. Golden State nineteen and ten. OKC seventeen and nine, and the Lakers seventeen and ten, and the Clippers wow. also seventeen and ten. So Toronto just wow. worked Golden State last night. Yeah. Bulls are six yeah. and twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So wow, LeBron. I mean, this would be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If he makes the finals in the West in the first year. Mm. Yeah, I, what, I mean, it, it, what do you say? I mean, unbelievable. It would be the 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 Golden State Warriors would have to continue to implode, right? The, whatever's going on there with the arguments and all that. It, it, I mean, are we taking any of that seriously right now, guys? Are we really? No, not I, right. Now. I, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. But I, they're they're healthy now, right? Everybody's playing, right? And they got smoked by Toronto at home. I mean, isn't it the? And Toronto didn't have Kawhi. Yeah. But isn't they're it the still, thing? They're still going to get Cousins, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Boogie comes back after, what, January yeah. something? Yep. I, I yep. can't remember and exactly. Isn't that, January, early February. Isn't yeah. that when everyone starts paying attention yeah. is after the All-Star game? Correct. Okay, for NBA. True. Very yeah. true. Very true. Uh, Rosso, I know you're on the road and everything. Do you have any buy or sell for us? Um, I do not That's off okay. the top of my head. I didn't write any down. Actually, the one thing I, I do want to talk about okay. that I sure, I'm sure Tom talked about, uh, I guess it's a buy or sell. Tim Polisek to North Dakota State as the head coach. He's one of the two or three names they've rumored. Polisek, the uh, Iowa offensive line coach the last couple of years. He was I, the old coordinator at, in Fargo. I that, That's kind of the one that popped into my head when I was thinking about it here earlier. I did not hear anything. I know that the North Dakota State coach is now down at Kansas State, which is awesome for him. Uh, he's a great guy. So I, I didn't hear this at all about Paul Sack going down, going to North Dakota State. But I mean, that it, that's what Ferentz wants him to do. He wants them to move on. You know, that's that's what you you you're best at having assistant coaches that someday want to be head coaches, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want the guys gone. that want to learn. I think, you know, you got to learn. Obviously, being a head coach, you're kind of the CEO of the program, but you got to learn not just the O line, you got to learn the D line, you got to learn 
how they recruit. You got to learn, you know, talent evaluation, any uh, managing people, managing, uh, raising money even. So I, I think it's an interesting thing. I, I think he does like it down here from what I've gathered. He's a great guy. He's um, super personal dude from the few times I've talked to him. So, but you know, if he's familiar up there. He was O, o coordinator for, I think four or five years there with, uh, with that entire staff after bowl left. And then obviously, uh, climbing came in, but, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It wouldn't be like a devastating loss, but I do think continuity is something I was coaching staff really strives for. So it'll be interesting to see here in the next, you know, week or so. I'd assume they'll try to fill it here before Christmas. So it'll be it'll be interesting thing. And of course, North Dakota State's still playing. They're in the semifinals, mm-hmm. going for another FCS title. Yeah, their coach is still coaching. They haven't mentioned anything. If he if he wins a semifinal game, if he'll coach the final game, um, I'm assuming Kansas State would allow him to do so. But, uh, no, best of luck to them. Uh, so, Rosso, have a safe trip. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your, your traveling up to Iowa City. Yep, hold that spot, you man. Bet. Don't let Kicker bully you. You bet. I'm going to double park <laughs> just to spite them. Double parking <laughs> the Versa. All right, buddy. All right, we'll have talk fun, to you soon. Be safe. Right, guys, be safe. We'll talk to you. Thanks. Yep, bye. All right, we're going to go to break quick, guys, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Front Street Brewery, the oldest brew pub in the state of Iowa, is nestled beautifully along the bank of the mighty Mississippi. It's served the fine community of Davenport since 1992. They have a bunch of great beers on tap, such as the Davenport Gold, the satisfying American Ale, the Wise Guy, their take on an instantly recognizable German wheat, or the Raging River, an English-inspired American IPA. You can check out their Facebook page for food and drink specials. Also visit the webpage at www.frontstreetbrew.com. And right now we are calling all bars and restaurants to make sure you get a hold of your local distributor and make sure you put some Front Street on your tap lines or in your cooler today. That's Front Street Brewery, 208 East River Drive, or the Tap Room in the Freight House Complex. I give a rat's ass about Twitter. Hey, this is Dorf with Dancing with the QC Stars. You're listening to Don't Hassles for Local on ESPN Radio Classic commercial from Mark Brenny. And now, Mark Brenny presents things you can and can't do on a Suzuki four-wheel ATV. You can chase cows back to the barn. But you can't chase women back to the kitchen. All right, mister, here's your zucchini and tomato sandwich. You can't explore trails and backwoods. But you can't drive down Main Street. You can use it to haul away the firewood you just cut. But you can't get it from your neighbor's tree. Hey, get out of my yard! Suzuki ATVs are sure a lot of fun and can be the guest of honor at any family get-together. Let's talk about unemployment. Your boat is winterized and put away for the season. Your jet ski is in hibernation. Your snowmobile may or may not make it out at all this year. But your Suzuki four-wheeler will never be unemployed. A riding course is recommended and age restrictions do apply. The year-round excitement's waiting for you at Brenny's Motorcycle Clinic, 4426 State Street, Bettendorf, across from Alcoa. Almost. ESPN 93.5 wants you to be an insider. Access great contests and giveaways and be in the know at ESPN93.5.com. Brought to you by Necker's Jewelers, where the Quad Cities get 
Sports Engaged and ESPN Quad Cities. From local to global, ESPN 93.5 has you covered with your Quad Cities sports talk show. It's Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Talk sports with your favorite foursome, T-Roy, Jaber, Serge, and you. Weekdays from noon to 2 on ESPN 93.5. Spread holiday cheer with Panera Bread gift cards. Soups, salads, sandwiches, and bakery treats are a gift that everyone will love. Plus, for every $50 in gift cards purchased, get a $10 bonus card for yourself. Order online or visit your local Panera for more details. The winter sports teams at Augustana College are spending the week on the road. The wrestling squad visits Cornell Friday night. Men's and women's basketball travel to Millican for a Saturday doubleheader. But there is some exciting basketball action at the Carver Center this weekend. Saturday all day, it's the Genesis Iowa-Illinois Boys High School shootout at the climate-controlled Carver Center. Games tip off at 10 in the morning, and it's just 5 bucks for 7 high school boys basketball games. It's Iowa versus Illinois. For more information, visit Augustana.edu. Augustana College, a family-friendly front-row seat to big-time small college sports. Find the perfect gift for your friends and family this season during Menard's Christmas Sale. Save on power tools, housewares, toys, and so much more. Save big money at Menard's. Now, back to Don't Hassle Us. We're local on ESPN 93.5. We're in the Hassle Palace brought to you by Dunright Satellite and Dish. This is Don't Hassle Us. We're local on ESPN 93.5. Joining us in studio, the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus Van Severin. Marcus. How are you doing? Welcome back to the show. He's a longtime contributor. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily in the studio, but long kind <laughs> long time contributor nonetheless. So yes. you're here today, brother. We've already kind of uh teased this a little bit to the audience out there, but you are the pro of the argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't know if I'm the pro. It's not there's but, not a lot to argue about. But really. you're saying it is. It is a Christmas movie, yeah. Yeah. And I would argue that Die Hard 2 is as well. Yeah. Just as much. Right? Well, we're going to do this as a debate style, all right? Because uh, you're in studio. We're going to have Jeff go first, our, our movie critic. When he, we're going to call him. Okay. We're going to allow him to go first and give two to three minutes of why he thinks it's not a, a Christmas movie. So for those of you who are keeping a flow chart at home. then I'm dead seriously trying not to get mad. Then Mark... Gets to rebuttal. Right, Serge, we'll, we'll just make sure Serge just does all the comments. Oh, Mark gets to, to rebuttal any points that Jeff's made. And then vice versa, Mark then gets to make his points as to why it is a Christmas movie. Jeff gets two minutes rebuttal, and then we have fi- closing arguments. All right. I will, be, I will be a mediator, if you will. I think I can be impartial, even though I think I agree with Van. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, but real quick before we get into <laughs> it, they just made a Goldberg's episode about this last night. Not that if it isn't, they call it the greatest. I guess Christmas my movie thing is, is being a person that okay. feels it is. I really I want to hear Jeff's arguments against, mm-hmm. and Serge doesn't. So but. Rocky Four is a Christmas movie, then, right? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh Jesus! All right. Anyway, no, it's not. You two. Let's yes, catch up, Mark. Winter meetings, Cubs. What are you What are you thinking so far? Uh, it's looking pretty good. I think. Uh, I think they're going to end up getting Harper, so I think that'll happen here soon. Um, you think the Cubs are getting getting Harper? Yes, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the talks are they're cash strapped, and I don't think the Ricketts family is cash strapped. I think they're going to come out and make an offer. It's whether or not Boris is going to 
allow something like this to go through. Because um, I think right now, with the Phillies going with with McCutcheon, that leaves the White Sox and the Cubs and, and maybe the, the Cardinals. Do- Dodgers, too. Nah, I, didn't, I don't see him going to the Dodgers. Dodgers. But the Dodgers are actually under the luxury tax. It's just the Red Sox and the Cubs that are over it right now. And it's not that big of a deal, but after a couple of years being over it, then you start getting taxed more right. and more. So, uh, yeah, it's I don't know if it's a matter of moving parts for the Cubs to to make it work or if it's a matter of Boris waiting to to make sure he gets the bigger deal out of Machado, over Machado does. So, Because there, there is a whole idea that the, the agents are battling to uh, – uh, Lanzano is uh, Machado's agent, and then Boris and him don't really get along. So okay. they want, it's, this is speculating that Boris wants to see how much Machado gets and then he can get more to say that he had landed the bigger deal and whatnot. So it's a pissing contest in the end. Yeah, pretty much. Um, not to bring up old wounds, though, but uh, Michigan, Big Ten, I mean, the, the game against Ohio State. That was a little rough. That was a little rough. Yeah. How, how did you but, handle it? Not well. Okay. No, not well. Okay. Might have heard. I, I can attest to that. Yeah, okay. Might have heard. <laughs> Drank it off a little bit. But there you go. Something you get used to. The basketball you know, team's looking good, though. Years. I mean, you can't complain about that. 10 0. Michigan Hoops. Number five in the nation. Yep. Was looking solid. Um, yeah, I see. Not that the rankings matter in December, but. Absolutely not. I don't know. Uh, they came out with them, though. They've started off well. I think the Big Ten's going to be pretty deep this year. I mean, the Big Ten, yeah, it's just stacking up. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, you know. Like uh, Kicker was in talking about the Hawkeyes, they really need to go kind of undefeated in their non-conference schedule to maintain their rankings because they're going to lose some games on the road to the Big Ten. It's just is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to be – I think last year Michigan State won the Big Ten with three losses. Nobody's going through the Big Ten schedule this year. All oh, right, let's get go. this calling Jeff right now. going. Hello. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to uh, Don't Hassle Us or Local. Um, thank appreciate you, thank you taking time out today to – let us call you, and uh, I know Jake kind of laid out the rules of, of what's going on, so I want you to say hi right now to uh, Mark Van Severn. He is the uh, your, your, uh, he's the pro. He's the pro of your con. Yes. <laughs> so, hey Mark. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. When can we put time aside so we can uh, look at the gambling lines, the odds for uh, the Golden Globes? We can figure out where uh, the good money is. We should do, yes. Uh, we definitely will talk about that and figure that out. I like this idea quite a bit. Okay, perfect. All right. So, like I told you, it's going to be just like a uh, just like a debate style. I'll be the arbitrator, if you will. So we're going to give you uh, two to three minutes to explain why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I understand. <laughs> for those of you out here who haven't heard Jeff before Jeff is a movie critic that, from the Quad Cities He lives out now in Portland, Oregon With his wife and two kids And he has a podcast he called a, Yep, Movie BS Okay So, and he's, you know He gets he gets paid to talk about movies Which is pretty I do. cool I get paid a little bit to talk about movies uh, Mark, are you are you a debate guru by chance? Is this something that you uh, did in high school? Are you about to trounce me And I don't realize what I'm getting into here? Uh, no, not at all no, okay, he, he's good. just a complete That's outcome. Good. I like that. Okay, <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, we're putting the time on the clock. All right, ready? Go. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Uh, it is a movie that is set during the time of Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nice. It's a backdrop. Uh, it has moments that do mention Christmas. Uh, it even has a few Christmas songs that play during the film. But nobody 
thinks the number one thing about Die Hard is Christmas. Uh, it's not the first thing that comes to mind, at least when I think of this movie. Uh, I think of, of course, Bruce Willis's iconic character. I think about him trying to win his wife back. I think about the uh, terrorists, but not really terrorists, instead just bank robbers. I think, of course, about the amazing performance of Hans Gruber. I think about the iconic cowboy line that is mentioned in the movie that we can't say word for word on the air here. Yibikai. There we go. Uh, I remember the uh, plaza, the building, the, the iconic uh, tower there. Uh, I remember all of that uh, before I think to myself, oh, yes, that's right. It also happened during the Christmas setting, mainly because the character motivations and the things at play aren't inherently Christmas. They do not have to do with the Christmas spirit in any particular regard that anyone could easily identify and point to. And uh, I just, for me anyway, when I think of like what Christmas means to me, uh, it is when I was growing up, going to the movies in the afternoon on Christmas Day. That's it for me. That's my personal feeling. You know what movie I could not have seen during that time? It would have been Die Hard because Die Hard came out July 15, 1988. The studio did not think it was a Christmas movie. The studio thought it was something else, which it was, which is one of, if not the best action movies of all time. And my main thing is it's the preface that always gets me. The preface when someone says, the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. They don't add the nuance to it, which would be necessary, which is the best action movie that has a little bit to do with Christmas, but not really, but I can kind of squeeze it in there. And there we go. That's it. Like, that's what Die Hard is. All right. And I, I just think the, um, the squeezing in, it feels forced. And the person that's talking about it being the Christmas movie it's kind of forcing that in, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm about to find out I'm wrong. Mark, your two-minute rebuttal, sir. Well, I mean, those are all pretty good points, but I think when I, when I see Die Hard, all I see is Christmas. It's thrown in your face the entire movie. Um, I, from everything down to the music, um, the decorations, the 90% of the characters referencing Christmas throughout the whole movie whether it just be little quips here and there. Um, I mean, right away, right after the opening scene in the airport, he's riding in the uh, limo with Argyle, and you got Christmas and Hollis playing. It is a great song. That's the greatest Christmas song of all time. It's a great song. You can debate that, too. But um, I, I think for me, it's a, it's a story about redemption. It's a story about a man who is going to fix his broken marriage and see his family over the Christmas time at uh, Nakatomi Plaza at a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. And, you know, the Christmas spirit could almost be he was doing everything he could to save his wife and to get home to his children. And to me, there's nothing more Christmas than that. All right, so your you're, you're argument here, Mark, is everything he did – was based on the Christmas spirit to get his family back together at Christmas. It guided him through, too. Okay. To get to his family. All right. Well, what do we do from here, Jay? Now we get... 
Well, they got it. They, there should have been a rebuttal into each part, part or whatever else. Like, so yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's point. Yeah, for we're not, these, we're are, these guys are both really nice to each other. Yeah. Right so now. Jeff's yeah. point. Jeff's, Jeff's point this is, is way this. too adult. Hold on a second. Jeff's point is this: it's not. It's it's maybe set during Christmas, but it's not. It wasn't released during Christmas. Um, it's uh, he thinks of the first thing that comes to mind. There's no. There might be mentions of Christmas. There might be Christmas songs. But he says the first things that come to mind are Bruce Willis's character, the turmoil with his wife. The uh, the bank robbers, Hans Gruber, the the line, uh, the the shot, you know, coming off of the the building, everything else. He's saying all these things come before it even strikes him that it has something to do with Christmas. So that's those are his points, and Mark's points are that it from the very beginning, it is Christmas, and and it's uh, and the entire thing is with your throwing in that the turmoil, but it's getting the family back together, and that's what. Isn't that what all Christmas m- movies are at the end? It, it all <laughs> Home works alone. Out. It all Home works alone. out. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only reason he's there. Jeff, I want to ask you a quick Christmas. question because you are a wealth of movie knowledge. And, and sure, the fact sure. that you knew when the release date was, either you did your homework or you just knew off the top of your head because I did not know that release date I, I knew wise. it was July. I had to look up. And that, that, that is right. actually one of the biggest <laughs> points. Um, it's, for me, one of the only things that I would say is a valid argument is, yes, it, was, it wasn't intended to be a Christmas movie. And you know what? If it's not a Christmas movie for you or for anybody, not just talking directly to you, Jeff, but if it's not a Christmas movie for you, then it's not, that, and that's okay. All right, you know so, what? Jeff, that leading up to that on, on my question that I was getting to, what was the release date for Die Hard 2? And then a follow-up to that, is that more of a Christmas <laughs> movie than Die Hard to you? Yes, Die Hard 2 is more of a Christmas movie to me than Die Hard. I, I, is it because I, of the, the snow? Scale, whatever the sliding scale is. Um, no, not necessarily the snow. I've, I mean, because I feel uh, you're being kind of mean to California because they don't have snow. <laughs> no, goodness, no. I've enjoyed, uh, when I've lived there, I've enjoyed my time there. Um, no, I, uh, it, to me, it is a matter of uh, you could remove Christmas from the film, and it would still be an amazing action film, an amazing film about trying uh, to get his wife, trying to fix a broken marriage, those sorts of things. Redemption and broken marriages are not hand-in-hand with Christmas. They are hand-in-hand with storytelling, with amazing uh, drama that can be used in a film. Shane Black, uh, like, he did not have any involvement in Die Hard, but he's made a list of films set during Christmas time. The Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, even The Nice Guys involved it a little bit, Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout. And these are films that do not... um, get mentioned nearly to the extent as far as being a Christmas movie. And I think the wiggle room mainly here is, I think there's many people, mainly guys perhaps, that are sick of watching Love Actually every year or something to that extent. You just hit a nerve with me, by the way. (laughs) I have to watch that every GD year. And there's that moment where it's like, hang on a second. Maybe I can wiggle this one in. But, like, if you have a gathering of, like, children and mother-in-laws and everything else like that, and somebody says, let's watch a Christmas movie, the majority is not going to land on, this gives me the feeling of the holiday spirit. <laughs> that, is, that is my opinion. And it's not only my opinion. On a technical level, there was a survey conducted just a little bit ago in the middle of November uh, from The Hollywood Reporter. Over 2,200 adults were surveyed and this question is the one that they asked would you consider the movie die hard starring bruce willis a christmas movie 
25% said yes, 62% said no. 62% wouldn't even consider it. It wasn't even a yes or no. It was, would you consider? So the majority of people are saying no. Like this is to me, this is the idea of if somebody says, ooh, let's watch a mafia movie. And then somebody goes, oh, oh, uh, let's watch The Dark Knight because, you know, there's, there's mafia guys in it. And Throw really Mama cool from movie. the Train. Throw Mama from the Train. Or like, uh, let's, uh, let's watch, um, like, uh, <laughs> on an, an inc- like, let's bring up Love Actually again. Like, no, let's you, not. <laughs> damn it. She's going to hear this. But, but like, no, if, if somebody was to say, like, hey, for, like, what's, what's your favorite porn? And somebody says, Love Actually. And you go, explain yourself. Well, two characters. <laughs> Play porn extras so I can kind of wiggle it in there. Um, yeah, you could. John McClane did not say anything about Christmas when he was, like, finishing off Hans Gruber. He did not say, in the spirit of Christmas, I want to get back together with my wife. In a movie like Home Alone, which technically could have had a different setting, different than Christmas, except it kept referencing Christmas time over and over again with its feelings, with its emotions, with the characters choosing to make choices specifically because of Christmas time. I can't think of one instance except for writing ho, ho, ho on a shirt that some characters made specific choices in Die Hard specifically because it was Christmas. Does it okay. does it weigh anything at all that uh, Adam Goldberg, the creators of the Goldberg, just had a, a show last night and called it the greatest Christmas movie ever? And <laughs> on top of it, that his family, when he said no one did watch it till it became guys, that his family and he has videotapes of them did actually watch this on Christmas on VHS every year. Does it does it does that hold any weight that the creator of the Goldbergs called it the greatest Christmas movie? Uh, it does not, okay. mainly because Bruce Willis says Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a, I'll paraphrase here, a gosh darn Bruce Willis movie. Oh. And that's Bruce Willis saying that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, like for me, again, it's an awesome movie. Do you only watch it during Christmas time? Like, is that like, do you break it open only during then? Because that's what people do with Christmas movies for the most part. Just like. Uh, Christmas songs. We don't dare listen to them before Thanksgiving. Um, Will you tell the like, thousands of people go, that go out to bars that, that that's the rule too, please? <laughs> 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 but like Mariah F. and Carrie. Like, yeah. I, I don't care what time of year it is. I can put Die Hard in and be happy that I'm watching one of the greatest action movies of all time that unfortunately suffers from a terrible stunt double uh, with Bruce Willis, which if you haven't focused on that, next time you watch it, uh, you can literally just like every second. It's the hairline. He's got a full head of when he, hair. When he's falling down uh, the vent. Stunt double. Yeah. Do you know about that scene? This is like actually kind of cool. Yeah, um, that he was actually supposed to grab the vent and not that, fall down it, but then he fell that. down it, so they kept it in there. Yeah, yeah, he accidentally grabbed the second vent, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Let's just put that in the movie. And it's nice that you didn't die. I remember my family was talking about that at the dinner table last year on Christmas after we got done watching it. <laughs> uh, well, Van, does this uh, what, what do you what do you feel about this? Does he swayed you at all, Van? Uh, he hasn't swayed me at all. I still oh. uh, <laughs> made some great points. Wait, that I never how about, about this? Before. How about this? And I think I think you're you're allowed to think it's a Christmas movie, 
But are you sure you want me to not be allowed to think it's not a Christmas movie? Well, that's ridiculous in itself, too. But let, so <laughs> I think from where I stand is that there's so much about Christmas. Yeah, I, I liked your point. Would, would you watch it not around the Christmas time? And there's a lot of Christmas movies that I watch year-round. Christmas Vacation, um, uh, The Christmas Story. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love that. Um, a lot of that stuff that I watch year-round, and, and it makes me – Think of Christmas, and that's what Die Hard does for me. It just it, it shoves it in your face the whole time. He <laughs> sends him down I the elevator say, with I... a sweatshirt. He writes, you know, now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho! Um, yeah. There's so many references to Christmas in there. Um, you know, even when Al's getting Twinkies, mm-hmm. the convenience store clerk's wishing him Merry Christmas, and I, that's the reason he's out there. And I think you know, it's not your traditional Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie, and it's one of the best. So well, there my you have wife it. at home, she constantly has the Hallmark channel on. Oh, okay. So See? this time of year, you have DJ Tanner, Wendy yeah. Cooper. Can we, can, from you can come live with me during the Christmas. It's terrible. And send like one, yeah, we'll send Mookie over to your house it's with awful. the kids. And, yeah, because that's the and, same thing. They re, she records that crap on there. But, it's on the DVR. But here's the thing. Are those Christmas movies? No, it's garbage. You, take, you know, if you take the Christmas <laughs> aspect out of it, it's just another Lifetime movie or Hallmark movie that wasn't play the, year-round. Yeah, wasn't Jeff, the you, have you ever had to review one of those Hallmark movies? Has someone ever like put a gun to your head <laughs> no. and made you sit down and nope. do that? Absolutely not. No, I tried. Didn't uh, like didn't Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig do one as a joke once, or was that not Hallmark? Maybe that was like something else. It was a Lifetime, think, yes. It was Lifetime, yeah, yeah. I sat through that, and I was like, wow, they're playing this straight, and these movies must be terrible because this is you know terrible with the joke inside that they're doing it. Uh, but no, thankfully, that is not something that I've had to do. Oh, you lucky. You're just so yeah. lucky. I mean, I literally had to sit through and watch one. I mean, it's just excruciating. I mean, that's an hour and a half. You don't get back. No. Just see, and, and this is now, now I'm starting to see the, the full picture of why um, someone must try to convince themselves that yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie so it can get in that rotation. I understand. Yeah. I like your Christmas spirit. I think it's amazing that you would crank out those other films like throughout the year just because you want to like feel and think Christmas. Like that's amazing to me. Um, but yeah. Like it, it to me, if it's like, oh, I need a rated R Christmas, then you go for like Bad Santa, The Ref, or The Night Before, even, which is a recent one that's actually pretty good. I like um, Bad Santa a lot. Kind of stuff. Bad, yeah. Bad Santa's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, hey what? Jeff, are you going to be be over here during the holidays at all? Uh, I am not. I think, man, it might be the summer until I'm finally back. Okay. But we'll uh, I'll I'll hit I'll hit you up off the air and we'll set up a time to talk about the Golden Globes and try to find some favorites and where and where we can get some make some money off of that. And before you go, yeah, real quick, love to win money. Yes, uh, something that came out pretty huge, at least to me. Uh, the trailer for the new Avengers. What'd you think of it? He doesn't watch trailers. <laughs> oh, that's right, you don't, do you? <laughs> Dang it! Yep. All right, never mind. Uh, I I think it'll be good. <laughs> I don't know. All right, <laughs> all right, Jeff. Thank you for your time. Good job. All right, thank you. Yep. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, it doesn't do anything, does it? It doesn't change you. No, not no, at all. Not at all. Not Great at point. All. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had a whack job Thursdays. I will tell you this, though. Yeah. I'll tell <laughs> you this. That was a Friday. That was a Friday. The Goldbergs took uh, the liberty of saying, I've got to watch a Christmas movie when he goes to the box office last night, and the guy goes, well, you can go watch Die Hard. And it, it, if that came out in July, they took the liberty of saying that it was, came out know. in December. I believe the book. 
that it was based off of also takes place on Christmas Eve too. It just I don't know if it's in the same setting. It's just a little bit different. The book was maybe nine years before. We at least got him to Die Hard too. I mean, we're getting <laughs> more of a yeah. Christmas movie than Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, you got him. We got him thinking. <laughs> well, and I think back then the blockbuster style movies all came out in the summer. Yes, they you, that's they yeah, true. You're absolutely right. Well, it's true because it's always a summer blockbuster. Yeah. They didn't intend for it to be a Christmas movie. I agree with that. It came out in the summertime. I agree with that. Otherwise, it, it's a Christmas movie for me, and I don't. And he's totally entitled to his opinion. So is anybody else. But you know what? Sorry, I think you're wrong. But that's just me. No, it's a, it's I a mean, Christmas it's, movie for it's me. It's debatable, it but yes, is. the fact that there's so much Christmas in it's it, no not, matter what, it's not your traditional Christmas no, movie. It but, is. It is thinking outside the box Christmas movie. Right. Definitely. So it's not for kids per se. Um, but there is three Christmas songs in it. Okay. It is, it doesn't take place around the Christmas time. It takes place at an office Christmas party and 100% of the movie is on Christmas Eve. It doesn't take place around the Christmas time. Yeah. And by the way, why have your office Christmas party on Christmas Eve? You cruel bastards. Mm. Let it go home. It was, it was 88 plot, plot holes yeah. here. A lot of plot holes about this going on. Is, isn't the Pints Christmas party going to be held at Nakatomi Tower? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we can, they, they were still making deals that day. They were still hoping. Yeah. They were trying. Sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want the latest in TV and security technology but don't know where to start? Call Dunright TV and Security Solutions, your dish premier local retailer, and get started today. We'll take the guesswork out of choosing the latest smart home technology with your budget in mind. Dish has been a leader in technology for years, and the Hopper Smart HD DVR interacts with your smart speaker to change channels, pause, and fast-forward with just the sound of your voice. So sign up today and receive a free Nest doorbell system, courtesy of our friends at Dunright. So call 866-84-RIGHT today and let Dunright provide local, professional installation with personal service that is trusted by thousands of homeowners and businesses in the Quad Cities. Restrictions apply and requires an Internet-connected Hopper. Make sure you call, once again, 866-RIGHT for details. That's our friends at Dunright. TV this is Josh Sides, head coach, St. Ambrose University Esports. You're listening to Don't Hassle Us. We're local on ESPN 93.5. more with McGrath. It's Countdown 2018 at the McGrath Used Car Superstore of Davenport. On the phone, Gavin McGrath. And if you need to get ready for winter driving, get more all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive vehicles with McGrath. Over 600 SUVs available at McGrathAuto.com. Year-end selection, year-end savings. We have SUVs starting at $89.88. Shop Iowa's best used truck selection, including McGrath certified 4x4 pickups, F-150s, Rams, Sierras, Silverados, from ten nine. With budget boulevard vehicles starting at $49.88, this is the sale where no reasonable offer is refused. And get more credit help. Bad credit, good credit, our number one credit team works hard to get you approved. Get ready for winter. SUVs from $89.88, Silverados from $10.988. The 2018 countdown is on at the McGrath Used Car Superstore of Davenport, 4518 North Brady Street in beautiful Davenport. Year-end savings online, McGrathAuto.com. ESPN 90. 
1035 wants you to be an insider. Access great contests and giveaways and be in the know at ESPN935.com. Brought to you by Necker's Jewelers, where the Quad Cities gets engaged and ESPN Quad Cities. From local to global, ESPN 935 has you covered with your Quad Cities Sports Talk Show. It's Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Talk sports with your favorite foursome, T Roy, Jaybird, Surge, and you. Weekdays from noon to two on ESPN 93.5. What does your morning sound like? <gasps> morning, Al. Next stop, 32nd Street. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I get an Egg McMuffin, please? Mm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Get a savory sausage biscuit or a delicious sausage McMuffin. Each just $1 on the $1, 2 $3 menu. Now participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. And proved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Get your favorites from the McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu, like a delicious cheeseburger for a dollar or six-piece chicken McNuggets for just two dollars. Participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The winter sports teams at Augustana College are spending the week on the road. The wrestling squad visits Cornell Friday night. Men's and women's basketball travel to Millican for a Saturday doubleheader. But there is some exciting basketball action at the Carver Center this weekend. Saturday all day, it's the Genesis Iowa-Illinois Boys High School shootout at the climate-controlled Carver Center. Games tip off at 10 in the morning, and it's just 5 bucks for seven high school boys basketball games. It's Iowa versus Illinois. For more information, visit Augustana.edu. Augustana. College, a family-friendly front-row seat to big-time small college sports. Now, back to Don't Hassle Us. We're local on ESPN 93.5. You know what that sounds means. It's hassle streak time. Get on the game of action yourself. Go to mybookie.com. Start your account and place your own bets. They've been in business for years. They have great reviews online. The mobile site's easy to use, not to mention the in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. You can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points the players are going to score each game. So lay down some cash, win big today. You win, they pay. That's the MyBookie way. And make sure when you're at MyBookie.com, you use our promo code, QCHassle, when you create your account to help you activate all the bonuses. So, Van, before we can let you get out of here, sir, we need you to give our hassle streak bet. Got an absolute lock. And the lock is the Chiefs. Chiefs. Minus four. Chiefs minus four tonight, Hasslers. That is your bet. Minus four or minus three and a half? Three and a a half. Even better. There you go. Even better. Minus three and a half. Hasslers are on a five-day streak. This will be five. Four going for five. Mm, All right. So here's why it's going to happen. Okay. In fantasy football, I'm in the semifinals and the championship round of both of my leagues. Yes, he is. So am I. Right now. I'm going up against T-Roy, mm-hmm. yeah. and then in the uh, Vans League that I have, I'm going to go up against um, uh, Jason Loving, and both of them have Mahomes. Mm. I never win fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> he will throw for seven touchdowns. <laughs> they will cover and win big. Well, that'll help me. So this is a win-win for you. I like what you did there. Because if they don't win... 
they don't score those fancy points, you might lose the hassle streak bet, but you're probably going to win your fantasy. Absolutely. There you go. So Mark and I, it's a two-week final. It's a two-week final. Two-week final, but between one of us, we get to throw somebody out. That's gonna oh, be so yeah. Fun. And we've uh, we've discussed. We've, we've had talks. We guys are already discussing who you're going to throw out. He doesn't know. I kind of yeah. maybe. I don't know. I don't this, know. This league's been problematic in the past. There's been collusion. Um, I didn't do any talking some... this year. That's the thing. I wish I would have. <laughs> well, you want to get thrown out? No, nah, I don't care. There's some draft, yeah, draft pick issues when we were you know, starting out. There's... Someone getting under your skin, Mark? There's some things happening. There's okay. some things. You got, you get, you're starting, we'll starting to get the pot warm, cooking up the recipe. Yep. I don't know. I'll still be around. Uh, I'll still be around for this. What am I reading over here? Real quick before you go, cbssports.com. No. No. What? Sylvester Stallone says Deontay Wilder could play Clever Lang's son in Creed 3. <laughs> what? Three years after reviving the Apollo Creed story and one month after reviving the Ivan Drago story from his decades-old Rocky movie, Sylvester Stallone may have found yet another 1980s opponent to bring back to the big, big screen. In the wake of Thanksgiving release of Creed 2, the Michael B. Jordan starring sequel, Rocky Balboa spinoff series, Stallone told TMZ Sports this week that he's open to a Creed 3 script featuring the son of Rocky 3 star Clubber Lang. And it turns out he might have someone for the role. WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder. Do you like it that you just get to pick everything that's going to happen in this Rocky? I mean, you've said this before. I did. I think, Van, you said it, too. It's I just a, got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that's they need not to, funny because it's true. I've always said they need to do a prequel in the Clever Lang story. That's what I would like oh, to see. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Him come to the city of Chicago and how he gets... In, into jail and well, yeah, he served some time. Yeah, he definitely served some times until he got into that cool apartment of his. I want to know what happened to him after. I I can't believe he's yeah. not a he's not ringside. I can't believe he's not an announcer. Well, Think about never, how yeah, great he, he'd be. Yeah, he'd he tux never, yeah. and he'd have the still of those feathers and everything else and out of the coming out of his ears. He never got a he never got a rematch. It's almost like he was the. Uh, That's the other thing that he never got a rematch. It, it was almost like when Ali knocked champion. out. It, uh, um, Foreman. I mean, Foreman never came back until later. Like, it's what, he was I, old. I think it just, I, I felt like it had to be a prison thing with him. Yeah. Why, what happened to him after the fight? Did he? Had to. That's, he had some that's, sort of problems. That's a definite 30 for 30. The rise and fall of Clubber Lang into his cool apartment that he, that he would he would bed women in. <laughs> what do you think that apartment was? <laughs> I just, I don't know. Hey, woman. It's a studio apartment. It's, 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 you would bed women. You would invite him over to their apartment. It's one of these apartments above a billion hillside, over a hilltop over there or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on and talking about Die Hard along with Jeff. Uh, we appreciate it. And the Hassle Street bet is the Chiefs minus three and a half, right? That's right. All right. Uh, what else we got going on here? We're going to have Matt Koss come walking in in a minute here. We're going to be talking about the Genesis shootout with him. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Um, other things going on, like uh, like Van just said. Dude, the Chiefs minus three and a half tonight. I I like it. I just I, don't know. I, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the Chargers are, are right now. I think they're a sneaky ten and three. The Chargers are. Well, they're a quiet ten and three. It's like they haven't. Yeah. You know, you just the one loss to Denver on the road was disappointing, but that was the game that I believe uh, Gordon got hurt. Denver since then has kind of dipped. I don't know. It, it's so NFL is the NFL. Obviously, I mean the Saints 
kind of got flat there for a little while as well. So uh, you'd have to feel the Chiefs at home are solid. And they got it. I mean, I mean that just you'd have to feel that way. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers can come out and, and, and squeak this one out just because this necessarily is not the uh, uh, the same Chiefs team that we've seen in the beginning of the year. You know, mm-hmm. because obviously, I mean, losing Kareem Hunt is a big deal. I mean, it really is, and and uh, rightfully so, he should be gone. But that's just. Uh, it is what it is. So, All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Matt Koss from the Quad City Times talking about the Genesis shootout. Whether you're looking for a family getaway, friends and family group vacation, or a romantic retreat for two, or you simply just need a travel professional to help you plan that perfect destination wedding, make sure you get a hold of Throne Travel. They're here to help you. Let them get started today and plan your next vacation. They firmly believe that travel is the best therapy you can purchase. So start making your travel dreams come true. Contact Janelle at 563-323-0889. Or check them out on Facebook. Once again, that's Janelle, 563-323-0889. Throne Travel, make all your travel dreams come true. This is Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com, and you are listening to Don't Hassle Us, We're Local on ESPN 93.5. Score a touchdown on your next new or used purchase at Sexton Ford. With a huge selection of new Ford cars and trucks, you'll feel like you've entered the big game each and every time. You'll be treated like a pro player from sales to service, auto body to parts. Sexton also has a strong bench of mildly used vehicles, too. Why wait? The game's on at Sexton Ford in Moline. ESPN 93.5 wants you to be an insider. Access great contests and giveaways and be in the know at ESPN93.5.com. Brought to you by Necker's Jewelers, where the Quad Cities gets engaged. And ESPN Quad Cities. From local to global, ESPN 93.5 has you covered with your Quad Cities sports talk show. It's Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Talk sports with your favorite foursome, T-Roy, Jaber, Serge, and you. Weekdays from noon to 2 on ESPN. And 93.5. At Casey's General Stores, we embrace our history while looking forward to the future. A future that includes the best of the past. A future that includes the best of the new. A future that includes supporting our communities. A future that includes being the very best place to work. And of course, a future that still includes serving our famous pizza. Right now, get any two large single topping pizzas for only $9.99 each. Casey's, famous for pizza. Not valid with any other offer. Get bent this holiday season with Bent River Brewing Company in Moline and Rock Island. Enjoy some of your favorite brews like Jingle Java and Haze for the Holidays IPA. Plus, pick up some new Bent River merchandise for that hard-to-shop-for craft beer fan this Christmas. Enjoy the best craft beer in the Midwest like the one and only Uncommon Stout. Book your holiday gathering today or have them cater your next event. Get 
Ben. This holiday season at Ben River Brewing Company, Moline, and Rock Island. The winter sports teams at Augustana College are spending the week on the road. The wrestling squad visits Cornell Friday night. Men's and women's basketball travel to Millican for a Saturday doubleheader. But there is some exciting basketball action at the Carver Center this weekend. Saturday all day, it's the Genesis Iowa-Illinois Boys High School shootout at the climate-controlled Carver Center. Games tip off at 10 in the morning, and it's just 5 bucks for seven high school boys basketball games. It's Iowa versus Illinois. For more information, visit Augustana.edu. Augustana College, a family-friendly front-row seat to big-time small college sports. Hi, Mary, Terry, and Ellen here at Mary's Diamonds and Jewelry. We are excited to announce that everything in the store is marked up to 50% off for the holidays. That's right, we are extending our sale. Come in and see all the gorgeous jewelry we have in stock, from gifts starting at $20 to the perfect engagement ring. As always, interest-free financing is available. Wow her this Christmas and save money doing it at Mary's Diamonds and Jewelry, 2115 East 12th Street in the village of East Davenport, home of the new Wow Factor. Merry Christmas! Now, back to Don't Hassle Us. We're local on ESPN 93.5. Welcome back to the Hassle Palace, brought to you by Dunright Satellite and Dish. This is Don't Hassle Us. We're local here on ESPN 93.5. Once again, joining us in studio from our Quad City Times Matt Cost, Matt, welcome back, buddy. Good to be with you guys. It's been a while, so yeah. uh, I know we can we talk to, some hoops. We had to give you a break, bud. <laughs> yeah, we know they got you going We're, all yeah. over the state and everything, and we knew that uh, with the wrestling, the basketball starting, and all the write ups you guys got to do. We're like, we got to give Matt a break coming in here, helping us out. But we got a big weekend for basketball here in the Quad Cities. Yeah, most definitely. Twenty fifth annual Genesis Shootout uh, this weekend. Really, there's some good games tomorrow night that lead up into it. you got uh, North Scott and Bettendorf playing in boys tomorrow night. That's two uh, top six teams there. Will you be and there tomorrow I'll night? be there tomorrow night, okay. yep. Uh, and then, uh, we, like I was mentioning off-air, we've got a, real, a lot of really good area boys teams this year. The highlight match tomorrow night is number two, Maquoketa, and number three, Marion, playing each other. So we'll have someone up there as well. So uh, some good games tomorrow night, but then Saturday's kind of the – uh, main event with seven games uh, sprinkled over about uh, 10 hours on Saturday over at Augustana. Now, Jay, what are you doing Friday night? If I can sneak out, do you want to go to that Bettendorf North Scott game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there might be something I might be Friday night. I, I don't. Um, yeah, I got to check with my social coordinator. You know that goes, right, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm in to go. I'm meant as a player. You have the perfect excuse, though, honey. It really is for work. Yeah. I don't know if either one of you have ever taken a basketball game in at the pit, but mm-hmm. uh, it's worth your time at some point, especially a game like this where uh, two teams that are really good. Uh, that place, uh, just the close quarters, people right on top of you, it's one of the better atmospheres you'll find. What pit are you uh, talking this, about? Uh, North Scott. Scott <clears throat> yep. Okay. Over in Eldridge. Uh, only seats maybe about 1,200, but, boy, they're right on top of you. you got a uh, student section behind the one basket. Uh, that the visitors go into in the second half. Uh, it's one of the best high school environments you'll find, uh, particularly in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tonight I'm going to head up to the Triangle. Triangular. Triangular, the, yep. yep. Uh, good duel. To, uh, the marquee duel there, obviously, is uh, North Scott and Bettendorf. Downport Central's over there as well. But uh, Bettendorf and North Scott, uh, I think there's kind of three teams people point to in the MAC. those two in Assumption, those three. 
will have the best dual teams of anybody. So it uh, should be an interesting duel to see uh, where both teams stand. Bettendorf coming off a nice weekend uh, where they went 4-1 and one up at Waverly last weekend, got third. Uh, and then North Scott went over to Council Bluffs last weekend in a 40-team tournament and got ninth. And it was a loaded field with some of the best schools in uh, Minnesota, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa. So um, good tournament for them as well. So should be an entertaining duel. Um, maybe a slight edge on paper to North Scott in this one. But uh, I could see it being 8-6, 7-7 in terms of matches won there. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of it comes down to bonus points. Yep, come down to bonus points and who can get the pins and who can avoid pins and things like that. So um, good uh, barometer. You know, really the wrestling season in high school really kind of cranks up after the Christmas break and so forth. You start to see lineups get a little more solidified and where guys are going to go weight-wise. A lot of guys right now maybe are bumped up a weight class or two from where you'll see them uh, come late in the season. But uh, still a good uh, test to kind of see where – uh, teams are right now early in the year do you with the with the weight classes the way they are some being heavier some being uh, you know not down to their certified weight yet uh do you see any changes in the lineup any coaches bumping anybody at all or do you just just kind of i mean yeah it, it, there's not usually rumbling around there but sometimes you can kind of see ahead of time like oh i could see where they'd move this guy to get bonus points there is a there is a strategy to a duel there right. is absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and i don't know how much of that we'll see tonight mm-hmm. um there might be a little bit of that uh, going on, but uh, you look at North Scott uh, and where guys wrestled last weekend at Council Bluffs, they were pretty close to where I think they'll be come February as well in terms of the weight class. Uh, so uh, Jake Mathias, one of their better kids uh, who's ranked second or third, depending on what rankings you look at, uh, was at 160 last year. They've moved him down to 152, and he's already wrestling there in December at 152. So that's a little surprising uh, to see. So... Uh, I don't know how much uh, uh, Jocelyn will see tonight with the lineups, but uh, looking forward to it. should be a good duel. Good. Uh, moving back to basketball, I think we talked a little bit already about uh, Bettendorf and uh, North Scott being good. Uh, the rest of the MAC, what do you what do you see? Who who's talented? Who you got? Who might be your surprise team? I tell you, Downport Central's been the yep. team so far that's really kind of turned some eyes. They're sitting at five and zero right now, and you look at their league schedule. They haven't played really anybody in that upper three or four that you'd probably peg but uh really nice win over dubuque senior in their second game of the year a lot of people had dubuque senior as a top five team uh, in class 4a to start the year and to beat them by seven or eight on their home floor uh, this was a central team that was five and 17 last year so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, positive vibes uh coming from last season but uh really put in a lot of good work in the off season. Uh, and they've had some sophomores kind of step up, particularly in the backcourt, and have played really well here early on. So um, with Muscatine Friday night, who's really in a rebuilding mode, and then they got Alleman Saturday at the shootout, good chance they'll be sitting at 7-0 and going into the last week before break, and they've got a couple toughies next week with Assumption and North Scott, but uh, uh, definitely uh, trending in a good direction. Pleasant Valley's been solid. They're sitting at 2-1 and in the league, 3-1 and overall. Um but this year, I think there's a little bit more of a separation. In years past, you could kind of look and say, hey, the eighth or ninth place team could play the second or third place team, and it could be a competitive game. I think this year we've got a little bit more uh, clear separation, the top six, and then seven through ten are kind of either have new coaches or kind of more in a rebuilding mode right now. Uh, jump across the river. Give me your thoughts on the Western Big Six then. 
Moline sitting good right now. They're seven and one or six and one, I should say, um, undefeated in Big Six play. Trio of seniors uh, who have been starters since their sophomore year for them: Deontay Billups, uh, Brody Harding, who's going to go play baseball at the University of Illinois, uh, Drew Weemers. Those guys have been kind of the staples for their program the last couple of years and uh, have gotten off to good starts this year. Uh, Rock Island started off well, had a tough weekend last weekend, lost to Moline and then lost to Ottawa. Um, but they've got a Division One point guard in Jameer Price. United Townships, probably the team that uh, surprised me a little bit here. Didn't have a great season last year, but they're off to a 7-1 and one start. Uh, Coach Ryan Weber's one of the best around just in terms of uh, getting the max out of his guys, and uh, they kind of play that funky 3-2 zone defense, which a lot of teams – uh, don't use or implement and don't see very often. but right. uh, And they're really long. They go 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", guys with wingspans of 6'10", 6'11". So they really disrupt teams just with their length. So, wow. Um, yeah. Be a tough matchup for Assumption on Saturday at the shootout against uh, UT. All right, we touched upon those briefly, but there's a couple other games, and then we'll just get the synopsis because I've got to figure out uh, by which – what you're giving us, maybe figure out what, what I think the, the lines for these games should be if, if I were to make one. But anyway, first of the 10 o'clock game, Downport West versus Riverdale. Downport West, uh, new coach David Robinson, uh, entirely different look from a year ago. They graduated uh, four of their five starters. Um, they're a little more up-tempo than they've been in the past. They've had a tough schedule here. They've played, they play Pleasant Valley tonight, but they played Bettendorf already. Uh, they've played Assumption. Uh, Makokota, who we mentioned, is really good in 3A. So uh, they really haven't had a chance to kind of ease their way into uh, the season. So they're still looking for their first win. Um, I think they get it uh, Saturday against Riverdale. Riverdale's 5-4 and four, uh, coming into this week. Uh, team that's kind of done a nice job in this 10 a.m. slot uh, the last few years in the shootout. You can tell they really kind of their fans get behind it. They're the kind of the small school here in the big pond and uh, the hickory. Yep, and they've you know <laughs> they've fared well at times, but uh, I think West athleticism may be a little too much for them in this one. And then uh, David Robinson, he played at Rock Island. Played at Rock Island, uh, had a little bit of a time with the Quad City Thunder. So that would have been the early '90s, right? Early '90s. So yeah. that's why he didn't make the top twenty-five for the shootout because yep. they didn't have it. Then. Right. Yep. Because we're going to have another coach coming up here soon that's in your top 25 the, that the Quad City Times put together. Uh, Downport North versus Geneseo. Downport North, uh, they're kind of a team that was a little bit of an unknown coming into the year. They had such a good year last year, but they lost four of those five starters. But they got a really talented uh, sophomore class. Jaden Houston, uh, maybe a familiar name, Jenea Houston, who was a star uh, Downport North for their girls' basketball program a couple of years ago. Uh, her younger brother, uh, Quincy Wiseman. Both those kids are getting some uh, mid-major Division One looks already as sophomores. Uh, and then they've got uh, a couple juniors around them as well that are pretty, pretty talented. They played Central to a pretty competitive game last week. So uh, I think they're a little more complete than Geneseo. I think Gene- Geneseo will have the best player on the floor in that game, though. Isaiah Rivera, uh, six foot five, junior wing. He's already got about eight, nine Division One offers. Loyola, UNI, Illinois State, Drake. So a lot of those uh, better mid-major programs have offered him, but just a real explosive scorer that can do a lot. He had a 37-point game last week against DeKalb. So um, he's a lot of fun to watch, but uh, just not a whole lot around him right now. They're still trying to kind of figure out their identity. 
uh, in terms of the other four guys on the court. So uh, give North the edge in that one just based on uh, being a little bit more complete at this point. All right, you brought them up, and they. I'm thinking Davenport Central should be uh, – Allman graduated some guys, right? So Davenport Central probably should be a, a pretty big favorite against Allman. This is the one game I think when you look at just based on – when you look at the matchups on paper, what people have back, how they've played so far, this is the one I think will be the most lopsided of the seven games. Uh, if I was putting a line on this one, I'd be upwards of close to 17, 18 points on Central on this Love it. one. Thanks for the help. Uh, if not, even a little more. I just think uh, Central, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, too, being placed in this third game. I think you know a lot of it was kind of based on what they did last year, and they didn't have a great season, as we talked about. But... Uh, I think they should have probably been closer to maybe like the 445 game with Pleasant Valley's at right now, that fifth slot, because uh, I think Central's talented enough uh, where they would fare well there. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think Central's just got way too much. Uh, I think they'll be highly motivated for this one. Allman's played well in spurts, but it is an entirely different uh, group for Kyle Murray's team this year after uh, getting hit by graduation pretty heavy. So, uh, like Central on this one. Okay, Assumption versus UT. Uh, question for Assumptions, their backcourt. Frontcourt, they're really good with the two Peters brothers, Dylan and Sean, Anthony Valinas, uh, the good football player, uh, physical presence down low. But for them, can they handle pressure? Can they get point production out of that backcourt? That's kind of really been uh, the missing thing for them here early in the season. Uh, as we mentioned with UT's length, I think that could cause some problems for them. Uh, these two teams played a year ago in the shootout. UT won the game by five or six, but uh, they had they were up by double figures for a lot of that game. So um, I like UT in this one, maybe by seven to eight points. Okay. Uh, Pleasant Valley 415 game against Galesburg. Yeah, don't have a really good read on this one because Galesburg's uh, really hasn't – you look at who they've played so far. They've struggled in big six play, but uh, they've won – quite a few of their out-of-conference games. Pleasant Valley, on the other, other hand, uh, sitting at 3-1 and one right now. Really good backcourt for PV with Carter Dua. Uh, Going to go play for Giovanni and his dad at Augustana. Uh, Hunter Schneider, a 6'3 senior uh, guard. He's a really proven player. His third year as a starter. For Pleasant Valley, what can they get out of their front court? You know, when I covered PV Assumption two weeks ago, I'm like, if you took a couple front court players off Assumption and put them on PV or took a couple guards and put them on Assumption, you'd have a really, really good team. It just seems they're complete opposites in terms of what their strengths are. But uh, Pleasant Valley's fared well in the shootout. They're 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one all time uh, in this event. So uh, Coach Steve Hillman does a good job uh, with that group. So I look for this one to be very uh, closely uh, a close contest. Maybe PV slight advantage, but it wouldn't surprise me either way how this one would go. Perfect. And then what we call the double feature, 545, North Scott, led by Seamus Buddy, who Steve Tappa put in the top. He's in the what? Top, he's top number nine? Number yeah. nine in the top 25 of all time in the shootout? Yeah, he was a good player. He was a mid-90s point guard at Bettendorf. Um he had some sizzle and flash to his game. He liked the no-look behind-the-back passes, and uh, he could shoot the three ball. He can still shoot the three to this day. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Seamus done a really nice job with North Scott. This is an interesting matchup because they played two years ago, and Moline just destroyed him, beat him by 17, 18 points. That was about as a lopsided loss as I've seen a 
coach buddy team have since he's been at North Scott. So uh be interesting to see because there are some of the same parts that played in that game two years ago. Obviously, teams, players get better and so forth. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how North Scott attacks them, uh, if they try to slow the tempo down or if they want to uh, push it with Moline. But uh, North Scott's one of the better defensive teams around. Moline averages close to 70 a game offensively. So whatever team can kind of dictate tempo, I think, will have the advantage in this one. Um, I'm going to give Moline the edge in this one. I just think uh, they've got a little bit more firepower. Uh, their roles are a little more identified right now. Even though North Scott's got four starters back from that state tournament team a year ago, they're still trying to kind of identify who their go-to guy is in certain situations. Uh, Ty Anderson's he's raised his game another level this year, but they're kind of putting some new guards in place. Reese Summers isn't playing as much after he's had some uh, knee injury, so uh, still trying to sort some things out, and I think Moline's a little further ahead right now in what they – uh, kind of want to get done. So I'll give Moline a slight edge in that. I forgot to mention Matt Fitzpatrick, the coach of Assumptions, in your top 25, too, at number 10. Yeah, he was a nice player. He won a yes, state championship at Assumption, really nice guard. So um, you look at a lot of these coaches. They were pretty good players mm-hmm. in high school. Even Bettendorf, as we'll get to the next game here, he wasn't in the top 25, but he was a really good player at Maquoketa. Here we go. Park. Yeah, in the battle of uh, two D1 prospects, Bettendorf versus Rock Island 7-15 game. Yeah, I think that's kind of why this game got slotted to be the last one. You got the two Division One point guards with D.J. Carton going to Ohio State, Jameer Price, a Rocky, who's going to play at Bradley. Um, I think I saw Rocky a week ago against Ottawa. Uh, Price was out of that game after getting a couple technicals the night before. The supporting cast for Rocky right now is not where Bettendorf's supporting cast is. I've been really impressed, Bettendorf, uh, the guys around Carton, how well they've shot the ball. they got a good blend of size and guards. Uh, with Lucas Hayes, Oliver Bacaris inside. And then they got Blake Tyler and Trevor Feller who can stretch the floor uh, with a three-point shot. And Carton sets everything up so well with his ability uh, to get to the basket with his dribble penetration. So um, I like Bettendorf in this game. I I think Bettendorf could win it by 10 or 12 uh, just from the fact of uh, their guard play. I think defensively they're playing a little bit better too right now. Rock Island just struggled finding another guy that can score for them consistently other than Price. Uh, But you know being the last game, uh, it's going to be a good crowd in there, and uh, Rocky will bring their best effort. But uh, I like Bettendorf. They're a little bit motivated as well. Uh, They got beat by 36 to Galesburg in the shootout a year ago. Uh, Didn't account themselves very well. Carton was out with injury at that point. So um, they'll be motivated to perform well. So you're going to be covering games 1, 3, 5, and 7? I'm going to be doing one, three, and seven. We've got a, a gentleman on our staff, a college student, who's helping us out, who wanted to be a part of the coverage. So he's going to do game five, Pleasant Valley and Galesburg. So uh, I'm going to take in a couple games, just kind of more of as a fan this weekend. Mm-hmm. So. We, we only know that because Bobby said he had the evens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Bobby's <laughs> doing games two, four, and six, and then uh, we'll flip it around for the girls' shootout in January. But uh, – so, yeah, it, uh, it's a fun day, a long day, but, uh, yeah, a chance to see uh, 14 teams. And for me, I don't get it to see a lot of the Illinois teams on a regular basis, so it's nice to see all of them in uh, one day under one roof. And the MC22, they cover all this? Yep, they'll cover all the games. They do it, uh, I think most of them usually broadcast sometime on Sunday, mm-hmm. definitely Monday, and then they kind of play the games throughout the holiday break as well. So um, if you can't be there Saturday – 
uh, you'll have plenty of opportunities to catch it on MC22. And all time. these games will be on QC Sportsnet as well, right? QC Sportsnet yep. will do all the games as well. So uh, a lot of different uh, media venues uh, this weekend where you can catch the action. Oh, yeah, we'll look forward to having you back for the girls' shootout then. Real quick before you go, are the Cubs going to get Harper? No. I, I don't see any way. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't even want to take on that type of contract if you're the Cubs. You know, uh, you're going to have to free some things up to even make it a possibility. Um, I just don't see it happening. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he ends up in a White Sox uniform when it's all said and done. I think they've got they've got the cap room to do it, and um, it, it wouldn't surprise me that they make a big splash and go after him. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Ooh. <laughs> I probably lean no on that. Right, See, was man. that an earlier segment that <laughs> yeah, I yeah, 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 it's all right, man. I just didn't realize he was going to do that to you. Yeah. Just a couple That's of questions. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, we'll have you back for the uh, the girls' shootout so we can get a rundown well, yeah, on what's and the going sh- on. Yeah, and hopefully next week if you're scheduled so we can talk about the, the wrestling, uh, the Muddy Waters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Muddy Waters, yep. That's right. a week from Saturday. So I'll thanks, see you guys. tonight at the meet, buddy. Okay. Right. Thank thanks, you for guys. your time. Thanks, thanks to Matt Cost for coming in. All right. If you want to try the best pizza in the Quad Cities, then you need to get to Vans. Whether it's uptown or downtown, Vans Pizza Pub has the pizza pies to satisfy your hunger. Make sure you check it out tonight. They have Rockstar Bingo starting at 8 o'clock at downtown Vans. That's at 217 Brady Street. Remember, each bingo is going to win you a free drink. And both locations are going to have $3 25-ounce draft, $3 cooler shots, and buck-off wings. And make sure every Sunday you get into Vans. And enjoy all the specials they have going on, like the $8 12-inch pizzas and the $6 double cheeseburger baskets and $6 bread nuggets. And also $3 60-ounce cans, $4 bombs, $5 domestic mini pitchers, $7 craft mini pitchers, $3 Bloody Marys, and $12 buckets of domestics. You can see all of their specials on their Facebook page or follow them on Twitter at Vance Pizza 9 That's Vance Pizza Pub and Grill. Come get served. This is Brian Rothenberger, radio guy for the Quad City Storm. You are listening to Don't Hassle Us, We're Local on ESPN 93.5. Sensitivity, understanding, and a tradition of kindness and caring. It's so important when a family loses a loved one. Call on us, Wheeland Presley Funeral Homes and Crematory, for all your service needs. You have our single-minded attention to every detail. With a range of choices and services available, our professionalism and our deepest sympathy. Wheelan Presley Funeral Homes and Crematory, Rock Island, Milan, Reynolds, and the Knox Chapel. ESPN 93.5 wants you to be an insider. Access great contests and giveaways and be in the know at ESPN 93.5.com. Brought to you by Necker's Jewelers, where the Quad Cities gets engaged. And ESPN Quad Cities. From local to global, ESPN 93.5 has you covered with your Quad Cities sports talk show. It's Don't Hassle Us, We're Local. Talk sports with your favorite foursome, T-Roy, Jaber, Serge, and you. We taste for from noon to 2 on ESPN 93.5. Whether you want to travel on-road, off-road, or off the grid, we've got you covered. When you want the best protection from everything Mother Nature can throw at you, we've got that covered too. If you want high-quality truck bed liners and accessories designed to endure the elements and last a lifetime, ask for Linex Spray-On Protective Coatings and travel on. Don't just protect it, Linex it. 
Stop by Linex today and see what's possible. Linex of the Quad Cities, 4020 North Brady Street, Suite B, Davenport. Call 563-445-4639. Looking to score that perfect Christmas gift? Touchdown Wheelers and what a catch! The Quad City Steam Wheelers indoor football season starts in February. Experience the fun and excitement of all seven home games for as little as 70 bucks. The Wheelers are in the IFL, which means the return of old rivals like the Iowa Barnstormers and the Green Bay Blizzard. As a holiday bonus, the first 100 new orders will receive a free autographed game ball. Call the Dex Slayer box office at 309-764-2000 or visit steamwheelersfootball.com. Hi, Mary, Terry, and Ellen here at Mary's Diamonds and Jewelry. We are excited to announce that everything in the store is marked up to 50% off for the holidays. That's right, we are extending our sale. Come in and see all the gorgeous jewelry we have in stock, from gifts starting at $20 to the perfect engagement ring. As always, interest-free financing is available. Wow her this Christmas and save money doing it at Mary's Diamonds and Jewelry, 2115 East 12th Street in the village of East Davenport, home of the new Wow Factor. Merry Christmas! What you're looking for is a great experience finding designer fashions in a fun environment. Grace Boutique in Bettendorf is here to make you feel welcome. Whether you're shopping for upscale fashions, business clothes, or the perfect outfit for a night on the town, Grace Boutique will make shopping easy and fun. Looking stylish can make your whole day better. Find an eye-catching, intoxicating look that gives you the striking style that you desire. They also offer private parties, plus you can create a wish list for your loved ones to shop for you. Grace Boutique, 53rd Avenue, Bettendorf. ESPN 93.5 is KJOC Bettendorf Quad Cities from the Sheedy Family Chiropractic Studio. Back in the Hassle Palace, brought to you by Dunright Satellite and Dish. This is Don't Hassle, it's local here on ESPN 93.5. Sounded like you were playing the comeback from WKRP there for a second, Bird. I was really digging it. Yeah, it's not that. It's another one of the bumpers I should have uh, deleted. Yeah. <coughs> that I just went to real quick because I messed hey, up the board. I want to make sure, a uh, little thing out there, make sure about, remember about Pints coming up this Sunday? Uh, it is oh, yeah. the uh, ringing in our gong show karaoke. So they already have the best Sunday fun day there is, was, and ever will be with the three dollar you call it's in complimentary food from our friends at Vans. But we also are bringing in gong show karaoke hosted by Scott Stowe. It will start at eight o'clock. If you get gonged, you get a free shot. So don't be scared, but you got to bring it to sing it. That's pints. Fifty two sixty eight Utica Ridge Road, your place to party. So. I want to everybody rem- shows up for that. I want to remind everybody also to go to ESPN.com and sign up for our college pick and poll. Uh, the bowl game, you can... How, how long do we get to do that? I think till tomorrow. I need First to, bowl game I is mean, tomorrow. Hi, Serge. Hi, buddy. So I'll, we need help, to, I'll help you out with it tomorrow. We need to do... Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to get it done. Uh, the winner of that is going to get a uh, free Nest doorbell from our friends at Dunright TV yeah. and Security Systems. Is go to ESPN.com, go, go on to Fantasy. Our group name is QC Hassle. Our password is all one word. It's capital Q, capital C, capital H, lowercase asshole. QC hassle. It's the group and the password, but in the group there's actual space for the QC hassle. But you're going to need that. You see what that user A's did on Twitter? What did he do? He said go on and sign up so you can prove that you know more about college football than T-Run. Uh, just mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just terribly mean. A little bit of news <laughs> from Schefter. 
Uh-oh. In the NFL. What's Chef you got? Um, the recent CT scan on Carson Wentz back revealed a fractured vertebrae that, if allowed time to rest, would fully heal so that there would be no further expected issues. So they do not know if he's out for the year yet or not or how long he needs to um, – how long he? Uh, I saw that he wasn't going to play against the Rams. Yeah, they don't know if he's he out for the entire his season. Back against Dallas, yeah. huh? One year ago, this past Monday, that he tore his ACL. You know, that's what happened to Romo in that uh, or that game against the uh, uh, Seattle preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe we're looking at. Uh, it's not good. He's getting injury riddled already in his career, boys, and, and um, it's. Sad because he is a good quarterback, talented. But what are we looking at? Is this a one and done Eagles Super Bowl? Obviously, it is. I yeah. think. But I mean, are they going to be good again? I mean, good quarterbacks are hard to find, and they obviously hit gold with Carson Wentz. But got Nick Foles waiting in the you know Super Bowl MVP waiting to pick up the reins. I don't know if they drop off too much. Yeah. Um. Thoughts? No, I. It's. It, I think we see this all the time, and I think going into every NFL season, we're like, okay, half the teams that made the playoffs are not going to make it, and the usually it's not the Super Bowl the back champ. To, yeah, <laughs> usually it's not the Super Bowl champ, but back to back is so hard to do, uh, as well. Um, it does make what the Patriots have done. I've said this before. Seem that much more. Listen, I hate them too, boys. Don't get me wrong, but they've they've gone to back to back. They've lost one, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the last four Super Bowls. They've been sniffing it or in it. So, yeah. I got some uh, another thing from CBS Sports that's relatively new. I think we knew of it, but starting January 1st, 2019, some of the rules of golf are changing. We know the one about you can putt with the flag in. Right. And Bryson's going to, to do that. Deschambeau. Can I yell Noonan when you swing? No. Dang it. There is no penalty for double chips. I have no idea what that means. All right. So basically what you're saying when you're chipping, Jay, so as, yeah. your, as your club comes through, you've, you've made contact with the ball. But sometimes you're hitting it at such of a, uh, uh, an angle where the ball comes kind of straight up. As your club swing keeps continuing, it can double hit the ball. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, so you're, you're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. You're, it's just your natural swing. The ball's coming off the club, and you're, uh-huh. I'm your with natural you. swings to come through. So they're saying there's no penalty on a double hit. Yeah. If you do do it on purpose. I, I, I don't know how you could do do it on purpose. Sounds like Tiger Woods. It says good news for Tiger Woods on that one. Okay. Yeah, well, that was what he was accused of. Though he kind of chipped and it it held onto the club as it at uh-huh. weird angles, but you know, unlimited spike mark repairs. Well, that's going to be um, when you're when you're around the green, or when you're on the green, when you're around the hole, the cup. Uh, when people are up there walking, they have their spikes. It, it makes you know, little divots or stuff around there. And usually the golfers go up and kind of address what's around the cup because it it may cause a ball to turn a little quirky left, right at the last minute sometimes. So I think that's what they're addressing. I guess I didn't ever realize there were limited amount of repairs you can make. Um, Three minutes to find a lost ball. Uh, I don't know what prior was on that either, but I sure wish that, uh, I had cameras to help me find my ball when I'm, I go off. <laughs> I'm, under thir- I'm under 30 seconds. Nah, I'm, I'll just get a new one. 30 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> really, if, unless I'm playing really well, yeah. Unless I'm like playing really well and I need it, and I know it was in a certain area and I'm just irritated I can't find it, you know. Mine's on how nice the ball was. 
<laughs> or that. I'm with you, Sergi. Yeah, if I'm playing a Pro V1 or something expensive. I'm going to go look like, for that yeah. Slozenger, but uh, the range ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you get a $5 yeah. golf ball you're out there playing with, I'd, I'd look for it a little bit too. 40 seconds to hit your shot. Well, Dennis Sakarin's screwed. He can't play ever again. Well, this is on the PGA. This is not oh. On, oh, dang it. Well, he'll never make the PGA then. These, Cat- are, not, these are not the Hidden Hills rules. Caddies can, no, caddies can no longer read putts. Ooh. Well, that's – wow, yeah, that's that's weird, man. That's part of the reason to having your caddy with you. He can't read the so, putt at all. Can he tell you what he think is, thinks? I, that's I kind of dumb. Your caddy's always telling you what the green's doing. they're not doing. hitting it. This, that's a weird one. Uh, we'll have to get it. You know what? we got to get Adam Scott. And our, that's like that's kind of like a coach. And Sarge back in here to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about that. It's kind of like a coach. Yeah. I, I mean, Sarge, they're, they're there. I, basically, what your caddy does is he has, a, he has a thing in his book, and he's looking at the entire hole. So whether you're on your tee shot, if you're 225 yards out, he knows what the slope is here. Slope, you know what I'm saying? So he knows, all right, if you hit a three-wood here, you're going to be in this spot. And, and so once you get to the green, he's like, hey, you're aiming for this part of the green because it slopes <laughs> down this way. So when you get up on the green, he's also helping you read the break. He's going to tell you, hey, the break's going to go this way and that way. Uh-huh. Uh, so my dad said it used to be a five-minute uh, for balls. Yeah, so he changed it to three minutes. It okay. used to be five minutes. Because they're, they're speeding up play. Trying to speed up the program. Okay, Finally, you are not penalized for accidentally moving your ball on a putting green. What? Yeah, and then it goes on to say in this, uh, in this on CBSSports.com, this last one has caused a lot of angst over the last few years and, accidentally, and actually led to the impl- implementation of a rule in 2018 which stated a player's reasonable judgment in making certain types of fact determinations will be accepted even if... After the players made a stroke, video evidence shows that the player's judgment might have been wrong and video evidence that shows facts that could not reasonably have been seen with the naked eye will be disregarded. Uh you are not I did see something by Duffner here. You guys, he was taking a practice putt. Like, you know, he had the ball. He was he was getting ready to address the ball, yeah. and he just kind of took a little, like, little like the judges, mm-hmm. get his pendulum, get his kind of groove, yeah, and he yeah. just caught the end of the ball, and it went... And he was like, hmm, mistake. It cost him, um, obviously. The PGA Tour season will now conclude on August 25th instead of at the end of September. And the PGA Championship move is from August to May. Hmm. So April's the Masters. The PGA Championship will be May now. Hmm. wonder why they're doing this. Interesting. I wonder, will this affect our Classic, our J.D. Classic? I hope not. No. J.D. Classic, oh, no. That's after the British. There's no move there. No, the ours only, is right before the British. Okay, yeah, right before. No, anything else, like the Canadian Open moves to from week after the Open to week before the U.S. Open. Texas Open moves from after the Masters to the week before the Masters. Like I said, Players' Championship moves from, no, the Players' Championship moves from April to March. And the WGC Mexico Championship moves from March to February. So golf starts in February? It already, it, yeah, it already did. Yeah. When does the season end? When does it begin? Don't you guys have a tip-off or a tee-off? No. I mean, Why haven't we been yeah. talking about this? We, we need to be talking about gambling. We will. 
Are they? Starts. How come there's not on TV and stuff? They're like, playing. They're playing like different places right now, like oh. just fun stuff. Like in Vegas against each other on on pay per view. And there's that, and there's been some other stuff going on like overseas. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, it's going to be that time of day. Serge is going to look into his crystal ball. See who's working where this happy hour to make your happy hour that much more happier, to make your nightlife that much more lit. Serge, what do you have for us? All right. Shy invites us to come to the bike rack for prime rib Thursdays. Brenda and Lindsay are going to be serving up prime rib dinners for $13.99 and domestic bottles for $2.50. Tiffany's going to be at Radical Effect Brew Works for happy hour from 3 to 6 with $3 pints and $3 dogfish head 75-minute IPA pints all day long. Amanda invites us to come to Jimmy O. She's going to be there until 6 o'clock today, and then Savannah's going to be there from 6 to close. Gary and Peter are going to be at max with $1 well drinks, $2 domestics, $3 cooler shots, and call drinks. Don't forget karaoke starting at 10 o'clock. Brianna and Nicole is going to be closing downtown vans, $3 mugs, and cooler shots all night. Rockstar bingo from 8 to 10. TJ is going to be closing down the damn view. He's in at 9. Tall boys are going to be $2.50 and add a bomb to your beer for only $2.50 more. SBC. Letting us know that the Black Sheep is now delivering food from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. Skip's going to be tipping tequila and tasty tacos from 2 p.m. to close with two-for-one margaritas. It sure is. Rudy's Cantina in the East Village. That sounds good. North invites us to come down for Thursday night football dinner. at the Mound. $5 beer and a bomb. Big Mouth Barbecue's open until 9. Mallory's behind the bar again this evening at the Stadium Club with 250 domestics during the game. 250 tall boys, 225 wells, and 750 pitchers from 9 to 1. Franny Nanny invites us to come to Spartan's Pub. They have Daddy Issues Nights for the Ladies. Oh. Happy hour from 4 to 7. Buy one, get one free. And 250 you call it for the ladies. She's going to be there all day and night. Eva's going to be at Phil and Larry's for happy hour till 6 with $2 bottles and 225 wells. Bud products, 250 all night long. And then, as always, Loba's got that fresh salsa always ready. Check it out at Cavanaugh's. Hey, Brian's with Sarah Carver. Pub 1848, 1117, and Union at 525. Check it out. Call them for the holiday parties, big games, etc. That's it, Jay Bird. Tomorrow, we we have our Front Street Brewery guest. Who knows what they're bringing in? It's a surprise, and I love it. Randall, the hot dog guy, is coming in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is he bringing hot dogs? He's bringing hot dogs. So don't pack at lunch tomorrow. Don't pack at so lunch. So I'm gonna. I could possibly have food twice. You could possibly have food twice. Oh, heaven! Randall would really like us all to do a fast mock draft of something. I don't want to do, like, hot dog toppings, but we need to come up with a, a topic to do with Randall about uh, some type of mock draft. All right. Um, I don't want to do the usual, like, uh, top quarterbacks in the league right now or anything like that, but I, I we'll come up with right something. Now. What is it? Best hair metal bands. Bam. Go. Oh, okay. We can do that, yeah. yeah. All right. So, but, yes, he's going to be coming in, and then I'm going to try to uh, hit up a guy from the dispatch to come talk to us about the shootout again. <coughs> uh, so... Thanks uh, for Rosso. Hopefully he's, you know, safe travels to and from Iowa City. And thanks to Matt Koss for coming in. Thanks to Mark Van Severin for making his first appearance in the Hassle Palace here at the ESPN Studios. Brought to you by Dunright TV. Talking about Die Hard the movie. And, of course, thanks to Jeff. He already, Jeff already emailed me trying to set up something to do for the Golden Globes. Um, what else you guys got going on tonight? Well, uh, Harrington's got music. <clears throat> Yeah, Aaron just got you got who do you guys have tonight? You have Jordan Daniels. Jordan Danielson. I got Brundies down at eleven seventeen. Look at the big undies on Brundies. You working tonight? Yep. Okay. Be there. Might be there this afternoon and tonight. Amy has a Christmas party, so I get to watch yeah. Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. 
Sounds like a blast. I'm going to go to the wrestling meet and then uh, hang out. I wish I was going down and getting some two-for-one margaritas down to Rudy's now, though. Might make something work. Might make something work out here. Hmm. All right. You guys have a hassle-free Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. I love you, points get ready coverage begins saturday december 29th at 8 eastern on espn radio and on espn merry christmas everybody santa here and ho ho holy cow do i have a present for everyone doesn't matter if you were naughty or nice i'm bringing the nba's biggest stars to your house lebron and the lakers versus steph kd and the warriors westbrook and the thunder versus harden cp3 and the rockets and much more it's the gift that keeps on giving the nba on christmas day on abc espn and streaming live on the espn app presented by state farm I don't think there's anything harder in life than seeing your child suffer. My cancer will never go into remission. This is so very personal to me because it is keeping me alive. We need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save someone you love. Because of all the donations, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. V-Week. Go to v.org backslash donate. ESPN 93.5 is KJOC Bettendorf Quad Cities.